It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Run, don't walk. The Massive Chemist Warehouse Mother's Day fragrance sale ends this week. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go. Flying over cities down to Rio, it's Rio. Love that I feel. Oh, nothing lasts forever, but I'm down for the minute, so just chill. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go. Flying over cities down to Rio, it's Rio. Love that I feel. Oh, nothing lasts forever, but I'm down for the minute, so just chill. Yes, good morning. Is it Kempi for breakfast? SCNZ. It's great to be back on the airways, refreshed, ready to rip in after a big weekend of sport and some beautiful whānau time. I hope you had some great times with all your family and loved ones. I certainly did for sure. Big good morning to you, Mr. Tony Kemp up there in Auckland. We got Ricardo Ball in the back room helping us out with alongside Neeps. We got Aroha keeping us up to date. With all things news and sport, Kempi, how are you? How are you? How was your weekend, brother? Yeah, good morning, bro. Yeah, no, it was, wasn't too bad. We uh, we obviously me and Sam Hewitt called the the league on Saturday afternoon up in Magic Ground. It's been a massive weekend of rugby mm. league. Finishing with that game last night, where the Titans got up against uh, Stevie's Parramatta Eels. Oh, and Ricardo, Ricardo's a Parramatta Eels supporter too. Um, yeah, mate, just a like. The, the way that they put that round on and and sold out, I think the sold out signs went up on Friday morning. Um, man, it's a big weekend for people if you go over there to try and last three days of rugby league finishing at like, what would that be, nine o'clock last night. Um, but yeah, just, I think a, a big, big another big weekend of uh, of sports, super rugby too, mate. Well, look, what about that? You know, the Drewer <laughs> getting up over the, over the uh, Hurricanes. I was watching that while I was commentating the rugby league and I was going man it's just like the last time the Drew went over there um, and on top of they they just ha- 
hung in, hung in, hung in, got the penalty. And I was thinking, mate, don't miss this one. And he's uh, he slotted it to get that win against Geordie Barrett. Um, Geordie Barrett's Hurricanes was, um, yeah, mate, good weekend. Good weekend of sport all around. Yeah, the rugby league and, and super rugby. They're, they're a comparison in terms of some maybe a couple of games, but entertainment aside, whoa, that magic round looks so good. Oh, absolutely loved it over there in Brisbane, Suncorp Stadium. I thought, yeah, the track was looking a little bit, uh, a little bit old and, and maybe just used, but it actually held up not too bad. You know, considering how much rugby league had been playing there over the weekend, it actually held up not too. Yeah, pretty okay mm. towards the end of it. But, mate, again, look, I just can't. Like, I can't believe we went through that, uh, you know, our little fantasy super <laughs> super uh, rugby league team and, and no one for the life of us was going the Dolphins. And I've done it again, Kempe. I've done it again. They got out to 30-0. 30-0, mate. They just couldn't stop scoring tries in the first half. It was... Like against the Cronulla side that's been red hot two one three of the last um, games, and Nico Hines talked him up all last week about being the number six for Origin, mate. Geez, after that game last um, on last game on Saturday night, and then of course uh, you know you've got the way that Cody Walker's playing, Jerome Luai that gets the win against Penrith. Oh, mate, the Dolphins for me are just we we got them twice coming home, the Warriors. So the Dolphins for me, they're gonna they're gonna sting a few teams. They can they can play football. If you if you haven't been watching them and you've just been putting them off, watch some of the football they play. Their football's really good. Yeah, real good. They play a nice solid brand of football. They love to they're entertaining, Kimpy. They're entertaining. And then they have unearthed this well, I don't know, everyone's calling the next Mal Meninga Valstafari. <laughs> and he is big. He doesn't look like he can move. He can't even look like he can move. But, mate, he's deceivingly quick, agile, can get through gas, strong. And he's obviously scored a couple on the weekend. Now everyone's talking about this young kid that Wayne Bennett's unearthed. Has he got a Kiwi passport? He has, not he? Well, he is. He's from Waikato. He played NPC. I think he got about seven games in for the Waikato team. And um, Valence to So he'll be Kiwi's hard, eh? Oh, 100%. Did the hucker after the game. The Bromwich <laughs> boys did that hucker for him in the grandstand along. It was quite cool, actually, watching him go up into the grandstand and give his mum a kiss, and he had a heap of whanau over there. Um, and still reckons he's still working out the rules. It was one of the highlights of the weekend, uh, his matchup against Talakai, um, the Cronulla yeah. Centre. I thought Talakai got him on points, although he did score a couple of tries uh, valence to Fuddy, but man, it was a battle. Both of them going hammer and tong at each other. Um, he needs a bit of match fitness in first grade, but he don't look out of place. He reminds me of a mate of mine called Carl Hall, who used to play for Mount Albert. He's up only owner of Doncaster at the moment. The same sort of build, built like Ricardo, really. Uh, pocket rocket, you know. <laughs> and and the thing with it, when you're carrying, you know, a decent set of um, pins on you and an upper body, mate, he can move. Like when he got the ball and he took, he caught that ball. It would 15 metres out from the try line, bounced off his outside foot and then ran between two players and said, you know, just try and tackle me, scuttled them. See you later, boys. This is this is my debut and I'm going to score a try. So he's real good. Ricardo's coming in here. He's coming in hot. I was, I was having a look at something the other day, boys, uh, that came out of, of this game, the Dolphins game. You know that 17 that they played on the weekend magic round? Nine of them are junior Kiwis. Is that right? Nine. Nine. Yeah, they'll end up playing State of Origin and playing for Aussie. They get confused now, there, when they go over Aussie. There's our feeder. There's <laughs> our feeder. That's our feeder team over there in Australia. We've got one back. Let's go.
Yes. Oh, yeah. No, he was re- he was oh. really good, mate. And that was, the, I guess, the game of the round. The Dolphins, no one picked it. 30-0 um, going into, uh, I think it was 30-6 to six going into half time, And, yeah, it was, mate, just a, just a clinic by the Dolphins. They never looked like losing that. Plenty to talk about, Kempe. There's plenty to uncover, and we'll get your thoughts shortly. But double eight, double three on the Temper Bid Post text machine reaction to the weekend sport. There was plenty going on. It's hard to really know where to begin. Uh, the Black Caps are playing at the moment, and they're taking on Pakistan. They scored. They they scored 299 in their first innings. Uh, Will Bla- uh, Will Young got 87. You got. Tom Latham with 59, Mark Chapman 43, while Pakistan are 238 for 9 off 45 overs. So you'd think New Zealand will be able to cruise home there, but well, funnier things have happened in sports. So we'll keep you updated with the Black Caps. Sure, they're going to get that done. Arsenal beat Newcastle 2-0. This morning, and we've got a big show for us coming up, Kempe. What have we got coming up on the show? Yeah, we've got uh, out of 7 o'clock, Glenn Jackson, ex-international uh, referee, Māori rugby league player, um, now with uh, the Chiefs, talking a, a bit about Super Rugby. Uh, Harry Simeo's coming out of the EPL with us. We, we actually got hold of Harry. We thought he might have went underground, seeing that Arsenal have choked. But no, he's fronting up this morning. He's talking about Man City and Arsenal's run home with uh, Man City got a game in hand. Ricardo told me this morning, Baz McDermott, Barry McDermott, the Sky commentator up there for Super League, played with me at Leeds. Uh, great player, played for Wigan and Great Britain, is coming out uh, of Great Britain at 8 o'clock with us because he's a bit of a... A bit of an issue up there on on the weekend when Catalans played St Helens uh, over in France. They had a couple of balls running around and one of them got loose. So I text Baz and said, can you talk about it? He said, yeah, mate, I'll come on and have a chat with you about that. We've got um, some Super Rugby player uh, of the week from me and Izzy. Of course, we've got the Quality Warriors moment, which is a new segment from us coming up, along with Smithy's catch-up, Paulie Mawadi, off the back fence, and plenty more this morning, Is It's a full show. Big show, absolutely big show coming up. And yeah, I can't wait to talk to Glenn Jackson. Good man, Spay, apparently Steamers. Well, he's played plenty of rugby and now he's doing a fantastic job alongside Mick Burnt with Fiji and Drua. And uh, we'll get all his reaction. Well, it could have been a double-double for the weekend. Could have been a double-double if Moana Pacifica could just lock down that scrum. And well, Ken, he would have been devastated with his blues. Going down against Moana Pacific. Was it a at try? Eden Park. Was it a, was it a penalty try? Oh, I was like, it was a, a fair way time. out. It was, it was. But the one thing I didn't understand, I would have chucked a, a back on the back of that scrum. They tried to scrum the Blues when their scrum was under the pump. They got a Simbin with, uh, you know, seven taking on eight. I'm pretty sure it was seven taking on eight. But, um,. Well, you gotta you gotta put it into your own hands. Maybe one more, one more Kempi, because he'd already given them a simbin. Because they were going back and, and and look, they're stopping pretty much a potential try. He could have gave him one more warning, but he had to make that decision. That's not the way we wanted it to end. No way. I was hoping one percent. They played extremely well, man. Mm. They they deserved their chance. They Is used he? the ball. They put the Blues under pressure, and uh, yes, Kempi, don't start. Yes. Don't start about referees, mate. You know, you know what's gone on again on the weekend, eh? And now we've got. The, I didn't know. And, I didn't know now, where you and sat. And now we've got the one. I don't, is it the one Vodafone CEO? Is that was it called? One Vodafone. Uh, one New Zealand. One, one New NZ. Zealand. One New Zealand CEO coming out. Coming out. I didn't know where you sit, Kempi, because I know you're not. You're not a moaner. You don't moan. You know, you don't moan about much. 
Well, you do moan a little bit, but you don't <laughs> moan too often. But I don't know whether to poke the bear and give you a chance to have your moan and, and say what you wanted to say, and, and we'll, we'll get Ricardo's reaction too, because well, he was the one to really shine the light on now. What's tap around what's going on with Jason Paris, who is the 1NZ CEO, and, uh, well, Oh, Abdo, he's not happy about it. I'm sure there's going to be plenty more coming from this reaction. Yeah, it, it is. It's well, from the Yeah. Well, look, you never I, blame the ref. No, you don't, and you can't. We actually <laughs> spoke about it on Saturday night, but there was some, like even last night when uh, Sydney City were playing, they mate, they got touted by the Cowboys. I haven't seen the Cowboys play that good this year, you know, and pick the, oh, I picked the Roosters again. I'm going to have had an absolute shock with my picks. But um, an exact same type scenario that Ricardo put, um, pointed out where Warrior Hargraves just caught one in the jaw by Tanoa um, Brown and he stepped up and he basically wouldn't play the ball and said to the referee, I'm going to jab him basically if you don't if you don't give me the penalty. And he's gone upstairs and got the penalty. Well, the same sort of thing happened on Saturday night where um, Dallin's caught one in the nose and he just hasn't mm. been able to, you know, he's, he's wiping it, he's waiting, they're just waiting, waiting, we're going, he's going to get a penalty here because it showed on the replay and they've let it go. I'll, I will just say one thing about the referees and this is like, it was again last night in that Roosters game where they've got a, they've got a call of a forward pass and the referee was right there and it wasn't a forward pass. He should have let it go. He should have let it go but he's just reacted. There's just so much inconsistency at the moment. You know what I mean? The referees across the board, no matter who you get, and the Warriors are the being the most inconsistent ref side in the comp. There is no consistency. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I mean, I, I don't know if you got boys watch the the Para uh, Gold Coast game, but in that, and I know I'm, I'm slightly one-eyed as a Para fan, but uh, <laughs> Gutho Gutho got ten in the bin, right, for uh, holding back a Titans player. There was hardly any contact. He did. He had his arms around his waist, like not linked or anything, but he he did have a little grab, but it wasn't much. Ten in the bin for holding the player back after he kicked the ball. Yet, like you say, Dallin Waitini Zelesniak catches one in the nose, nothing. Well, here's here's my point. Here's my point on that. So you do you've got this hip drop that's out of control at the moment. All right. So they don't know what they're doing, the referees. If you if you fall down on the back, you're gonna get penalised. It's a 99% chance you get penalised. But you get a whack around the head and they talk about concussion and they won't even go upstairs or stop play or, you know, um, give a penalty. Like the amount of times they go, Well, you're on report. Like, if you're going to attack someone around the head, put them in the bin. If you're going to put them in the bin for, for grabbing a jersey, like this, you know what I mean? I'm saying, I'm saying consistency around decisions, not consistency around the, the actual um, uh, contact or whatever, you, whatever is, ma- is, is happening to make that decision. The referee's consistency around decisions, like, if you're going to put them in the bin, will be consistent across the decision-making. But they're just it's just not happening. And, of course, with our poor boys, the Warriors... It's not what uh, Jason Paris said on the on the weekend. That's the the point, is he? It's that it's been happening, and now you've got um, I thought, which was the most interesting one, Andrew Webster coming out and said, "Well, I'm going to hand a hat around if you guys want to put the money in there. I'll say whatever you want me to say." So he, well, he's doing a good hope, job. I just hope he doesn't buy into it. He's doing a good job buying his buying his tongue because it would be it would be frustrating. Like for years we've been going on about this Kempi. We're not getting the we're getting hard done by the bunker coming in and doing some well, just some crazy calls from the bunker. I feel like there's too many too many eyes, too many voices coming through 
the referees. Like, there's just so much going on for these referees. They're kind of turning into robots and, and you know, trying to officiate everything. And the same as in rugby, you know, like with the TMOs, they come and they have 300 looks and, and the referees will lose their instinctive way of refereeing, so they'll constantly go back and ask for an opinion from someone else. And that's what's happening. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting absolutely frustrating, and there's a lot going on. And, look, 0800-150-811, if you want to have a call uh, regarding the Warriors, are they hard done by? Are we just, well, looking for something to crutch on with three straight losses? We'd love to hear from you on the temper bedpost text machine. Ricardo! I was going to say, it's not just rugby league either. I don't know if you boys have seen this, but Wayne Smith, the guru mm, himself, yeah. Yoda, come out and said... Oh, he's he, had enough. He's, he turned off a game between the Landers and, and the Force at halftime. Mind you, that's probably enough to make anybody turn the game off at halftime, to be honest, <laughs> those two. But anyway, he said, uh, because, you know, he said, like, the referee, Nick Berry, he said, has just got his arm out the whole time. Seven, eight phases, mm. arms still out, and then a pen goes. So, you know, the uh, and it's something that I've talked about before and I know you guys have talked about as well is when is enough time when is it how many phases do you do you have advantage for because at the moment it seems in rugby once you get an advantage you either score or you get a penalty there's no in between no and I spoke about that in the off the back fence last week about the crossover supporters you know what I mean like Wayne Smith is one of them like he's, if he's turned it over I, I think he, what he wanted to say was I'd turn it over to watch um, Magic Round <laughs> not some not some geographical channel I just don't think he wanted to throw Rugby League in there but he was watching Magic Round I guarantee you and that's that crossover crowd there's just too many too many uh, too many um, I guess rules for, for referees to, to, to use don't they to put their hand out well, there's plenty going on, and I know I've asked for a call, and this guy is as passionate as always. Joe from Gizzy, we're going to have to shoot off, and we'll come back, and we'll get Joe up after the break. But remember, it is 19 past six, and it's time for this. Can't wait question of the day. New boy. Yeah, how good, how good, I love it, I love it, Rick. You want to read that can't wait question of the day out there, Rick? Sweet, sweet as, brother. The can't wait question of the day today is uh, the Warriors. Uh, they've had a couple of uh, a couple of uh, rough goes at it, but how many wins do they pick up in their next five games? They've got the Dogs, the Broncos and Napier, the Dolphins, the Raiders and the Dragons. How many wins out of those guess, five? Oh, beautiful. Great question. Great question. Let us know. Double eight, double three on the Temper Bedpost text machine. We'll shoot off. We'll get Joe from Gizzy's reaction. He'll be about to tee off on the referees, and then we'll get Kempi and my answers and, and, and your answer as well, Ricardo. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Yes, welcome back. 0800-150-811. This guy is passionate, as always, from... Tarafati area in Gizzy. Joey from Gizzy, referee, mate. What's your thoughts? Morena to you, brother. Morena, gentlemen. Inconsistency, mate. You know, and I, I know we go on every week that we're getting bagged and we get, uh, you know, the wrong end of the stick, but we just want to be consistently refed. That's, whether it's consistently poorly or consistently well, just give us some consistency where the ref sees things on both sides. That's all we're asking for, Kempe. Yeah, Joe, that's exactly right. It's look if you can if you can just get a a fifty fifty call, we'd be happy with it, Joe, at the moment. But it just doesn't even seem like we're getting that, does it? Mate, they go on last year and this year about the head being protected now in the HIA. 
numerous headshots in, in, in a lot of games at the weekend not getting called up. So it's whether they're just trying to come back on that yet. They're trying to find the hip drop tackle in every single tackle. And then the, the little handbag slap and you get 10 minutes for that. I thought at the weekend that ref kind of went through his entire penalty playbook and didn't miss one. I think the only thing he missed was like a, a red card, right? But everything else he called was a different penalty in every situation against the Warriors. And it's like, we're playing Penrith, you know, and you need a little bit of luck. The boys hung in there. Once again, we ran short of injuries. Our bench got shredded. Yeah. But the boys are right there. You know, when we look back at the season, we're looking at three, four games where a couple of really key decisions, one against the Roosters, you know, where the back row should have been sent off for the shoulder charge, scored the try, which put us away. All those little things will come back. And it's just frustration building now. Right, and that's what we we don't want as a Warriors nation is to be frustrated. We want to be out there yeah. calling our team positively, and we want to see the progress we've made in the last nine months under Webster with the off season. That's who we want to be. We're normally talking about this stuff every weekend, but we can't help yeah. it, you know, because we are getting dealt that raw card. I mean, we made like the Tigers. Tigers finally got a couple of calls two weeks in a row, Kimpy. Look at them. Look what Benji's done there. You know? So let's I, think, I think he's been in there for a team talk. I have, I mate. So. Uh, look, the, the Dragons blew that. They should have scored in that last minute. Wow, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <last laughs> <set> it went <laughs> offload. It was crazy. But, oh. Joey, Joey, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you because, for me, you think of the results, the refereeing. Look, I, I throw that. I throw that on the side, and I think I look at the heart and the effort when the Warriors were down and out against the Panthers. Like they were tackling right to the very end. Obviously, they got their last try. Like I'm not going to let these results and these referees really dampen. I, I definitely think I'm confident that this is a totally different outfit that the Warriors are. Like the mentality and, and the kind of the Webster and, and the players they're playing for each other. There's like a real unitedness in there, and and it's, yeah, mate, it gives me confidence. They're only they're only they're very close. I feel. Oh, mate, we're right there. We we are eight top eight material. The the comp looks so competitive, mm. right? And then everybody is can beat anybody, which is shown the other night. You know, with uh, with um, the Dolphins tuning up Cronulla, right? And then with the with the Roosters being tuned up again, and you're finding that you know all these teams are sneaking wins against sides which people think are not going to happen. Nobody's picking the Dolphins like you boys. Hence your multis crashing and burning. But you, <laughs> what you're finding now, boys, is that it's so tight. These type of decisions will affect teams come round 20 to 25, right, where those one or two points missed will cost you the eight. Beautiful. Beautiful, Joey from Gizzy. Love your call every morning, mate. Hope you're doing okay. And uh, hopefully Gizzy's not too bad. I think that road from Napier opens up not too uh, uh, not too long, so all the best, brother. Appreciate your call. That was Joey from Gizzy talking Warriors, and we asked the question: How many wins do the Warriors pick up in their next five games? Bulldogs, Broncos, and Napier, Dolphins, Raiders, and Dragons. And well, Brian from Christchurch wins in the next five games, maximum two. The party is over. Brian, come on, mate. You always wake up on the wrong side of the bed. They always come in five straight, Rick Dog. Yes, boy. And my question is of the week is, how many rubbish referee calls will the Warriors get in their next five games? Cheers, boys. Pat from Christchurch. And just one more from Ken. Yeah, the calls are poor, but it's not the reason we lost those games. I'm happy Webster isn't buying into the ref being the problem. That is from Ken. So the hope 
is still there. The faith is still there, Kempi. Like I said before, I've still got faith in this team. Yeah, and that's 100%. and that's a good call, is he? You know, like it's a, such a tight um, ladder at the moment. You've got from from one to twelve. There's four points in it, so you can the the, the adjusting of the ladder every week. You've got teams jumping up. You know, rabbits up to second. Look, you've got the eels that were sitting on the bottom, sitting in eleventh. They won. In, one beyond the Warriors now, uh, sitting in 12th, they're one beyond the Warriors. How many games the Warriors win? Well, they can win five in a row. That's, you know, if they get it right, if they get their first 20 minutes uh, over 80 minutes, because when they started that game on the weekend and uh, um, Fanua Blake went over and scored that try, they look so good. You know, Toru Harris bringing that pass back to the middle of the pitch and and the shape and the way that they were, they were going, they just look untouchable. And then they just went away from it, you know, and that was the biggest biggest problem on the on the weekend. And I have to say this about Sean is he just didn't manage the game well enough. And Penrith did the opposite, uh, with especially Dylan Edwards, who was their best player on the football field, and Nathan Cleary just stepped up and closed it out on too many occasions. So they've got to be consistently that good like they were in the first 20 minutes over 80 minutes. And when you look at that question, like those teams that you named, I think they can get the lot. But the reality is they need one of the, of the next two. Beautiful, Kempe. Beautiful. Well, coming up, we're going to remember it's Mother's Day this weekend. How good is that? And it is music month. And it is music month. So I've got a wee snippet for you alongside Neeps for you, Kempe. This is all for you to see how deep your New Zealand Kiwi Roots music goes. Okay? So you're going to have to hold fire. We'll shoot off and we'll get the news and we'll get uh, all the headlines with Rick. And then we'll come back and we'll play the snippet for you. And remember, double eight, double three. If you get the artist and the song correct, you'll go on the draw, and we'll pick the winner at the end of the show. So stay tuned, okay? We're gonna shoot off. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Aroha. It's now time for some headlines with Ricardo. Brought to you by Bunnings. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Ricardo. Yeah, thanks uh, very much, Izzy. Well, we've got uh, well, lots going on at the moment, lots over the weekend. We've got an F1 race about to get underway. We'll hear more about that a little bit later on. But uh, LeBron James has been talking uh, to his Lakers teammates about consistency and being ready for the next challenge. Uh, yesterday, they beat the Golden State Warriors 127-97 in Game 3. So they lost by 27 points the last game. They won by 30 this game. It is the second series in a row that they've won one, lost one, won one. So they are 2-1 up in the series. LeBron asking for a little bit more focus from his team as they look to progress to the Western Conference final. In the football, Arsenal have beaten Newcastle 2-0 at St. James's Park to keep the title race in the English Premier League alive. And currently live in, in London. London West Ham lead Manchester United 1-0 33 minutes into their game at the moment and uh, Celtic have won the Scottish Premiership beating Hearts by two goals to nil so Ange Postacoglu the Australian manager uh, with some success there at the first time of trying and uh, well done to uh, Will Young he top scored with 87 for the Black Caps this morning as they registered their first win in Pakistan in the ODI series they won by 47 runs in the fifth game but they lose the series 5-1.
<laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a hiding over there. But hey, we finish on a finish on a bit of a high there, Ricardo. And just quickly, Ricardo, before we get that snippet for our song, Neymar, you didn't like that signing for Man U? No. No, mate, he's too much. We, 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 had a, we had a prima donna in Paul Pogba, who was just an absolute nightmare. Neymar is Pogba on steroids. Um, and I don't like the, I don't like the way he, he, he mate, he is, uh, yeah, he goes down like he's been shot by a sniper at the, at the, at every convenience. I just, I, I couldn't support him, mate. I, I don't want him. Don't want him at United. He can, he can get a chance. I love for you on Twitter, mate. You love firing up on Twitter, eh? <laughs> Mate, love it, love it. It's my, it's, it's my, it's my intellectual octagon. <laughs> so good, so good. Keep it up, brother. Keep it up. Okay, remember this music month, New Zealand music month. We love celebrating New Zealand artists that have, uh, well, donned our earways for a very long time. Our childhood memories, growing up, you know, got the cassette tapes out, blasting them on the, on the earways. We always remember. Well, today we're giving away uh, a Chemist Warehouse, a big brand fragrance. We're giving one away, courtesy of the Chemist Warehouse. It is Mother's Day, so head in store online today to get all your fragrances, anything. They've got it all at the Chemist Warehouse. Well, stay tuned, and here's our first snippet. Oh, would you, do you want that again? Do you want that again? There you go. One more. One more, maybe a half a second earlier. Ooh, that last, that last little second just kind of got to go bang, bang, bang. Double eight, double three on the temper bed post text machine. Double eight, double three. Who is it? Artist. The name of the song. Kempi. You feel like you got it? Uh, yeah, I think I've got a decent idea, but I'll just wait to see if everyone comes up. I'll throw it out to the kitchen. Oh, are you waiting for the text messages to come through and then go, yeah, I've definitely got it's it now. De- it's, definitely, Can't do that. it's definitely a Kiwi band. <laughs> well, of course it is. It's Brexit. <laughs> and, yeah, oh, yeah, just let me think about it for a little bit longer. Okay, you sit on that one. You sit on it, and well, if you've got a clue, if you've got an idea, send them through. You get one guess every hour. We'll play uh, another, well, a few more seconds added on to the snippet every hour, and then at the end of the show, about 8.40ish, we'll announce the winner for that Mother's Day fragrance pack from the Chemist Warehouse. There you go. One more time before we shoot off there, Rick Dog. Ah, there you go, there you go. If you've got an idea, send them through, double eight, double three. It's time, Quizzy Dad, give us a call, 0800 150 811 to take on the Quizmaster, the Master, $50 TAB bonus bet coming your way. And solidify, yes, that was a good horse. That was a hell of a tip that you fired through because Moet Down came fourth. I had that in a multi for a place, Kimpy, for three bucks. Oh, I looked good on the corner too, didn't it? Oh, it's absolutely gutted. And well, Viva Vienna, nowhere to be seen. So don't follow Daggy. You follow Solidify and maybe a bit of Kimpy. But yep, well done. Maybe it'll head to Oz. Well, big, big signs going through. Anyway, Quizzy Dag, 0800 150 811. Take on me, the Quizmaster. Shop at Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price off Blackmores and Nature's Way Vitamins. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. This is how you do it. Quizzy, that come play it. This is how we do it. 
quizzes that come playing. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yes, the phone lines are running absolutely hot. There's a couple of spots there, though, if you think you're keen in your game. Give us a call, 0800-150-811 on the Kennards High phone line. Quizzy Dag, it's time to well, have a chat to Simon from Auckland. Morning, Simon. Hey, how you going, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good luck to you this morning. Here we go, question number one. Three teams scored six points over Magic Round. The Warriors were one of them. Name the other two. Um, the Roosters was one. And... Oh, you said the Warriors. Oh, was it the... Um, Manly? Oh, you got to hurry up that answer next time there, there, Simon. I need it nice and quick. That is correct. Question number two. Who scored a hat-trick for the Crusaders against the Force? McAllister? Yes, Brody McAllister is correct. Question number three. Who top scored for the Black Caps this morning? Five. Uh, Will Young. Four. That is correct. Question number four. The Pulse beat the Magic in the ANZ Premiership over the weekend, all but securing a playoff berth. How many straight wins have they had? Five. Any clues on that one? Four. No? Uh, yep. Under ten. Three. <laughs> um, two. I'll try seven. One. <laughs> <laughs> Jammy. You're on a roll. You're on a roll. Question number five to go all the way. Ah, this is so easy. Which is the only unbeaten team in the Sal's MBL? That would be the uh, Nuggets. The SCNZ Otago Nuggets. Wow, Simon from Auckland, you'll be well done. Well done, you got a $50 TAB bonus bet coming your way. But if you call again, you're at the bottom of the pile. Okay? <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> Appreciate it, mate. Well done, well done. Thanks to all our callers that took time out to give us a call. And uh, have a good day. We've got uh, Love Racing coming up. But before then, wow, everyone's on the money. Kimpy, were you kind of... Either in that direction. Uh, oh, Don't that, name I, it. Yeah, I was. The song. I knew, I knew the song. I had the no, artist. No, no. I had Stop the ar- artist wrong. I had the artist <laughs> wrong. I knew the song, but I had the artist <laughs> wrong. Okay? So that little bit right at the end gives it away. How did you have the song if you had the artist wrong? I just said I, I knew it was, a, I knew it was <laughs> one, of those, one of those two. <laughs> well, t- to be fair to Kempe, is he? it's like, and without giving away any more clues, it's a song that doesn't sound like the sort of genre you would think the band would do. 
if yeah, that makes that's sense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Decent drummer. Who's, oh, a drummer oh, who's a drummer for them? I can't say. I can't say. They'd be giving it away, wouldn't it? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a mad. A, I think he's a mad league man. Actually, they're they're a good band. Yes. I love I love them growing up. Yeah, uh, I love I love listening to them growing up. My family absolutely love them as well. And uh, yeah, had a few, had a couple with one of them in the in the band. He's he's a good man. Can we he's just put it in out an investigation about um, the Quizzy Dad? What's that? Like seriously, yeah. even I would have got that today. Mm. With it, yeah. I wouldn't even have needed a clue. I wouldn't even have to come to Ricardo for a clue master. So can we just um, maybe have a have a meeting up? Yeah, real that? easy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. just. Yeah. <laughs> That's on me, boys. Sorry, that was my work. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Monday madness. I'll yeah. own it. I'll own uh, it before Nippy yeah. gets thrown under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be an investigation. Well, another investigation is coming up because Kempe he's got Love Racing, and well, this could go anywhere. So stay tuned. Yes, it's 6.54, and you can call us anytime on the Kennards Hire phone line, 0800 150 811. Find a thoroughbred race day at Love Racing update today is shone in a light on one of New Zealand's best ever jockeys, who last night was inducted into New Zealand Racing Hall of Fame. There's only one, Opie Bossum, and uh, his name was immortalised in the racing industry last night, as I said, and here's what he had to say about uh, what he puts all his success down to. Uh, it means the world to me. It's, um, it's just it's good just to be able to be recognised for the achievements I've done, and, and um, no, it's really, really, really cool. And when I first started, I didn't really know about the Hall of Fame, but um, I think just getting uh, on, the, on, on good horses, and I, I do a lot of, a lot of thinking going into my races, and, um, and especially into the big races and stuff like that. So... Um, it's it's been it's been hard over the years with with, with wasting and everything like that, but it's um, it's rewarding when you get the winner, no matter what type of winner it is. And I was in here on the weekend and only had the one bet. Is uh, I didn't have a back um, on mow it down. I was watching the telly and of course prismatic came up in the wet and who should be on it but the one and only Opie Bossum. So uh, he got us home $6 and $2.80 that paid. Thanks a lot, Opie, and congratulations on being inducted into the Hall of Fame last night, mate. Well deserved, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see you for many years to come. And a good mate of yours, Mark Carter, and his horse, Very Elegant, was also inducted into the Hall of Fame last night. Is he having won 16 Group 1s, amassing close to $15 million in stakes money? Wow. Wouldn't it be nice to be one of the owners of that? That's your Love Racing update. Grab your mates and get on course. Visit events.loveracing.nz to find a race day near you. Prismatic, eh, Kempe? Prismatic. Yeah, Prismatic. We, sorry, sorry, mate. We we did try to get the uh, the, the horse's speech, oh, but uh, unfortunately that audio wasn't available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think I, th- I was just going to say is I think on the Punners Club too, on the Good Oil, mm-hmm. uh, it was – I didn't know this, but – I was in here and Sticko and Clado were in here and they um, had back Prismatic. It was Sticko's best bet of the day and they'd multied it into uh, some Cornella and, and Top 4 and all that sort of stuff. And they got the Punters Club paid. They all picked up about 137 bucks for the day, I think. Good um, stuff. All those people. So not bad for just sending in a text message and Sticko and Clado getting the job done again. Beautiful, Kempe. Yeah, I was, I was just actually going to say, like, Prismatic, where, where was that during the day? Like... <laughs> You know, like, just ask. Oh, mate, yeah? it was like I had, nah. I had two minutes. I was busy. No, well, I was. I was working. I was <laughs> sitting there just watching the telly. I had two minutes, and I thought, oh yeah, I'll just have a little dabble on this. You know, everything sort of lines up. The stars are lined. Opie on it. The rain had come down. I loved the wet track, 
and it drawn 13, which was wide, and they went what they were going wide. So what happened? Opie did what he does. He just sat, took it wide, hey, and got home. Just a bit of advice, Kempi. When you try and blur out the, the how much you've put on the bet, just make sure you like do it thoroughly. If you zoom in, you can actually see through that. Oh, can you? <laughs> you just zoom in. Oh, what's Kempi punting on Prismatic? Oh, his shout for lunch. How good is that? Just, oh, the boys got a lunch out of me last week. They might be lucky this week. Who knows? I'm just glad that that one came through, Kempi, because your other one, you, you, hey, jump on the jump on the cheese anytime try scorer and the Roosters by 13 plus, um, uh, you're away and laughing. I was, I, was, like, yeah. I was watching that, mate. I was watching that till about the 12th minute. Uh, until full time and went, oh yeah, there you go, another one I've got to so, make up. We've got an SENZ Punters Club, is it, is it yourself and, my, and me this week there? Uh, Rick, is it? is it our turn to have a little crack at that little punters club? We can't do worse than everybody else has been doing, honestly. I mean, <laughs> oh, mate, it's I, been a joke. <laughs> somebody said we might as well just put it into one of the uh, into an ASB savings account. We'll probably have more by the end of it. <laughs> I think that's a good shout. I think that's a good shout because we've doing we're doing absolutely horrible. Love it, love it, love racing. Hopefully, we can change our fortune this weekend. But it was a good weekend of race. I had a multi. I missed it by two legs. Had a six leg multi, so I got four. Anyway, uh, a couple of messages coming through. Yes, most of you have got it. Some of you are well off the song to try and win that um, Mother's Day fragrance courtesy of the Chemist Warehouse, the pack. So keep those messages coming through. We'll play another sn- snippet just after 7 can o'clock. I, can I read, this one, from, can I read this one from Mark and Tauranga? Because he's real close. Morena team, no, Prince Tuiteka, hold on tight. No, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> close, but Mark's no cigar. Well. Mark's way off. Just like uh, Lammy's way off. Morning, Mr. Muscles, Rick Dog, and the other fella. Warriors win. Uh, sorry, fellas, the next five. Warriors win the next five. And then he's come through. I said, yeah, I was going to rip you out for that, Lammy. Before you send a message, can you just have a little look? I know, predictive. Is a, a, you probably have <laughs> not heard of that. It's pretty foreign in, in your world. Predictive texting. Okay, make sure you have a wee look there, Lammy. Love it. Appreciate it. Coming up. We got Glenn Jackson. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price off Go Healthy and Good Health Vitamins. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go. Flying over cities down to Rio, it's Rio. Love that I feel. Oh, nothing lasts forever, but I'm down for the minute, so just chill. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go. Flying over cities down to Rio, it's Rio. Love that I feel. Oh, nothing lasts forever, but I'm down for the minute, so just chill.
Yes, welcome back, Izzy Kempe for breakfast, SCNZ. Well, we're talking sport, we're talking racing, and we are giving away Mother's Day gift packs because it is Mother's Day this weekend. Remember that. Uh, very important in our lives. Do anything to give my mum another hug. So it's a very, very special week. And our wives, they do so much for our little kids. And we had uh, Tilly's birthday yesterday. And I'm glad that's over because that was full noise. <laughs> Absolutely out the gate. <sighs> I love my daughter. love her so much. But man, they demand a lot, don't they? <laughs> Jeez, and just like miles an hour too. <laughs> Fifteen of them. And you know how girls just get into little, I've got this, you've got this. No, that's mine. You know how they, mm. I, I just, it, you know what I mean, eh, Rick? It's, I walked in the room and they were all having a little hissy fit. And what's going on? And they're just having fights over who's got this and that. And I'm like, oh my God, you're lucky you got anything. Now shut up and get in that lounge. <laughs> Oh, it was crazy. Here she is. Anyway, my darling daughter, Tilly. Um, well, I know we're going to get off to Glenn Jackson. We haven't got him just quite yet, have we? Nah, we haven't got him right yet. Just yet. So, Kempi, I was going to ask you a question about um, yesterday. We played a game called Pass the Parcel. You know what it is, eh? Yeah, yep, I know. Um, I'll just... You know, remember the Pass the Parcel back in your day? There was only one prison, eh? There was yeah. only one prison. 100%. When you, well, mate, these you're lucky days. there was a present in it. Yeah. <laughs> there was a box. It might have been there a tea a box. Sometimes I put a tea towel in it and say, now get and do the dishes. <laughs> yeah, there was a box. Well, what I want to talk about is what's happened now, like, pass a parcel, there's a, there's a present in every wrapping. And now you've got to consider all the kids to get a present because if you don't, you leave one out, it's not a good look. So oh I was in God. that I was in that role yesterday. Anyway, let's talk about that later because it's something that I've just I lost sleep over last night, and uh, some of that scar yeah really bugged me. But anyway, Jacko won't know what I'm on about. He wants to talk about his draw team, Kimpy. So I'll let you introduce uh, Jacko. Yeah, that's right. The Fijian draw caused the upset of the weekend in Super Rugby Pacific, taking down a very strong Hurricane side in nearly 30 degree heat. And they struggled, didn't they, the Hurricanes, to get into the game. And at the end of 80 minutes, the drawer had done enough to hold on to this win with that uh, that late penalty goal. Glenn Jackson, he's a rugby all-rounder, former Test ref, ex-chief, New Zealand Māori representative, and he's uh, been good enough to join us this morning. Morena Glenn, how are you this morning? Well, Ivanaka, bloody, uh, bloody good this morning. You wake up and can review a win. It's uh, it's good for the boys and, and obviously good, good for the coaches to have a, have a nice victory like that. So it was great. Beautiful, Glenn, mate. Honestly, what is it about? I know what it is. It is hot. It is hard. It is a tough place to play. But, mate, you're not surprising anyone now. Everyone going over there knows that they've got to be well on. You must be so proud of this outfit. Yeah, massively. I mean, obviously, only second year. A lot of them are, are still so uh, underdeveloped as, as rugby players and, and gym guys, you know, so they've only had sort of a year of it. So to... 
to now have teams like the Hurricanes, I was, I was pretty pissed off with Chris Gibbs actually in their selection. Um, you, you still sort of hope that they uh, don't bring an A team like they did. So it was um, it was good, but uh, <laughs> the the heat was good. But the you know the breeze started to pick up, which dropped the heat. So then the boys get a bit worried because that's all we we, we, we love it. <laughs> to have as hot as possible, but um, uh, it was great atmosphere, and and uh, I think uh, you know the, we had the Hurricanes in the change sheet afterwards, and and you know they were very complimentary of not only the game but also uh, the surroundings and and how it's dealt over here. So it's uh, as it is becoming a good little destination, I think, for everyone to turn up and, and watch uh, the Fiji draw. Mate, the Fijian DNA, it is well and true. Lucky, you look at all the games. Teams, they box kick from their own 22, they get out of there. But I saw an opportunity on the weekend where you went to box kick. No, but then you went wide and then you, you made a break and you pretty much nearly scored a try. Like, How much of it is it for you coaching and, and trying to trying to give them you know, the, the skill sets to be able to play rugby but they're not overdoing it so they lose their Fijian instincts? No, it's massively part of uh, our coaching philosophy here is, is that, that it's a Fijian team and, and we just don't want to kill any of that flair. And at times it absolutely destroys you, but uh, most of the time it's, <laughs> it's great to watch. And, and we'd sort of watch the Hurricanes, how they sort of drop off when it uh, looked like it was a box kick. So it was a play we wanted to do, but uh, they didn't actually really drop off because I guess they just knew our, our box kicking is probably not as, as good as it should be. So they actually kept their front line. But uh, somehow, yeah, like you said, the boys... <laughs> Found it, found an edge and made a bit of a break. So it was, um, yeah, it's it's really good fun to coach. Uh, the, the fantastic uh, learners and listeners and just willing to take things on board. And then, and like I said, if we can keep that DNA of of what what makes uh, the Ndura tick, but also Fijians and and keep them excited about just playing rugby from from any part of the field. Yeah, well, what they what they. Uh they lack in kicking. Uh, they definitely make up with running with hand and um, with hand with ball in hand, don't they, Glenn? Just what? What about the Canes? What was your plan? Like they sort of were hanging around, but did you think going into this game, or did you have an actual plan just to go out there and, and you knew you could win this game? Oh, I reckon um, probably analysing. Obviously, the Chiefs Chiefs are going really, really well. But uh, analysing the Canes this year, you know, they're a great team. And, and to be honest, I think it was uh, it was probably the hardest sort of game plan to come up with to be- how how to def- how to beat the Canes because uh, you know they've really they've really shown this year that um, they've got some fantastic players, some great ball ball um, runners. But the biggest thing I think is the threat of them at the breakdown. They've been un- unbelievable with Duplessis and, and uh, Severe. So. Our, our sort of game plan was if we can if we can keep them from turning our ball over, then we're we're, in, we're a real chance. And I thought, um, in terms of how our boys looked after the breakdown, was uh, was pretty immense because, like I said, it's just relentless from from a lot of good players, even in their backs as well. That, that they've been been really good at, at sort of upsetting uh, breakdowns, and and that's how they've I reckon had success this year. So. That was the main goal, and if we, and we all thought if we could do that, then you know, like I said, if we can hang on to the ball, which I thought was the best we've done this year in terms of actually hanging on to the ball, we're, we're a chance with a, with a flair that we can have if we, you know, have have, have enough possession. Mate, do, do you you've beaten the Crusaders now? You've been the Rebels at home. Now you've been the Hurricanes at home. You you, you got to kind of go away from that uh, underdog tag. Now teams will know that when they're coming over to Fiji. They cannot underestimate you. Did you get a sense that maybe teams underestimated you earlier on in the year? Now they're starting to realise, okay, this is a team that really means business. 
Yeah, I think if you look at the Crusaders, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know if they underestimate us, but they had a, a heap of in- injuries, so they probably um, had the ability. Well, they still got an amazing squad, haven't they? So even when they brought that team to to Fiji, we knew it was a it was a fantastic team, but they just had a lot of injuries. And then last week with the Blues, you know, they've actually brought out their main team, so we, we sort of knew that's that's the way now. And it's, um, I, I think, especially with the way the table is, it's sort of yeah, definitely a, a top four or top five, I suppose. And then. And then there's a massive scrap for that last sort of uh, three positions in the top eight. So every point doesn't matter which which game you play now. Which is uh, I know there's there's been talk about the format of eight going through out of twelve, but it's actually made every single game so much on it. And and probably if it was just the top four, you know the, these games wouldn't mean much now. So I think uh, in terms of this year and, and moving next couple of years at least, this is a good format and and makes every game really important. And and you know I don't think teams. Teams aren't underestimating coming to Fiji anymore. They're certainly uh, bringing out their big dogs. Hell no. <laughs> hey, Glenn, what was your um, what was your goal preseason, and what and what are the plans for the future? You think um, you know the Fijian draw? They can they can actually get to the top of the table and uh, be a team to to really aspire to be in in the future. Yeah, I, I love what we've done. You know, we we 100 a Fijian team, so that, that that will never change. So that that out of the goal was to to want young Fijians to either come home and play, or or more importantly, stay. Um, our, our biggest challenge is still the overseas market. Um, the more these boys put their hand up in terms of playing, the more you know France and and uh, England are going to come running. So that that's one of our goals is to understand that uh, we're not going to keep all these guys, but we want them to be here and to enjoy it and to aspire for the youth to, to want to play rugby and stay in, and it, there is actually a place for them to now stay in Fiji and do it so that's the number one goal um, this year we definitely um, wanted to scrap for that top eight um, but it's uh, it's a lot harder than it was sort of last year I think you know four team four wins maybe five got you through last year or we're looking more like you got to have probably six wins so that's that's made it better for us um, and and just being back home, I think you guys know. Obviously, we were based in Australia last year. It was a it was a real shambles with COVID. So to to have a base back here and and like I said, inspire this great little uh, country of of rugby talent is, is certainly uh, the number one thing on our list. Well, you're sitting in eighth position at the moment. You got the Force, Waratahs, the Moana Pacifica, and then you've got the Reds. So I could see at least two or three there that are definitely gettable for the for the. For the draw to make those playoffs, so good luck with that. Just want to ask you about the the talent pool, the talent pool that you spoke about. It's hard to be able to keep these players in Fiji because of the, what's on offer for these players overseas. The money, you know, the experiences, the opportunities overseas. But the talent pool in Fiji, it must be healthy. You are unearthing these superstars that have been not even be heard of. Is the talent pool and the pathways healthy in Fiji? Yeah, there's some some great schools. There's some really big schools around um, that um, with their Dean's uh, rugby program over here or rugby tournament really produces some great stuff. I think unearthing the guys that we don't know about is the biggest one that doesn't go through the school. Um, young Taniella, who's scored two tries in the weekend. Uh, you know, he, he played soccer two years ago. And he didn't even play rugby. So, he, and he is absolutely <laughs> rapid and, and, and probably doesn't have a clue around rugby, which makes it even more exciting. It's very hard <laughs> to defend where he's running, but... Well, we just say to him, just run and 
been soccer his first two touches he kicked the ball all i'm just like mate we, we just just run you are rapid and you no one knows what's happening with you so and then he hangs on to it and scores a couple of good dots so it's a they're the sort of talent i think you you really love to see um uh, like i said if you can unearth every village and as you know you've been here plenty of times seeing every single kid wants to play rugby with some sort of coconut or a or a Coke yeah. bottle or something. So you sort of try and spend some time finding all those guys, and, yeah, there is, uh, there's plenty around. Oh, beautiful. Absolutely. There's no better sight when you see a Fijian flying in full flight. Man, they're just so good to watch. And it's hard for me to think, hard for me to fathom that a team in Fiji doesn't kick when you've got two coaches that are kickers. Yeah. yeah, well, maybe it just shows how, how good we are at coaching them to kick because it uh, hasn't been working that well at the moment. So uh, so we've just gone to running coaches now. So park, park up the boot for a bit. Beautiful, Glenn. Hey, congratulations, mate. Awesome result over the weekend. And it's no surprises. You're going to upset plenty of teams. And now I think the challenge is, just quickly before I let you go, the challenge of, of touring. Is there, is there a psychological thing there that you really need to overcome when you travel to be able to get the same result as what how you've been playing at home? Oh, uh, massively. Um, you know, we got we got the force, which is we're leaving tomorrow via Melbourne to get to Perth. Mm-hmm. So it's a sort of about a fifteen hour sort of uh, travel, which isn't great for the boys. But uh, the good thing, the good thing, you know, again, is that it's a six-day turnaround, so we've only got one training, so the boys will love that. There's n- there's no detail needed to give them to just go out and have some fun. And then we then we go and stay in, in um, Sydney uh, for the Waratahs. So we're sort of on the trip with a little uh, tour, which is a good time for it, but also we haven't been that successful on the road. So it's sort of trying to get that balance right before we uh, come home and have two two good games at home and, and finish the season in, in style and hopefully uh, – Get an ability to to play someone in the in the semis or, or quarters. Beautiful, mate. You're, you're tracking in the right direction, Glenn Jackson. Thanks so much for your time, mate. Appreciate it. Congratulations on the weekend. All the best for the last four. We hope to see you uh, come playoffs. Uh, you know, have an opportunity to have a crack at the big ones. Cheers, bud. Awesome. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Cheers. There's Glenn Jackson. Great, great story in it. But this the challenges here. Kempi of, of being able to travel. Look, I, I can when they go to Perth, it'll be hot, so the weather won't be a problem. But I think it's just mentally when they get out of their own villages, their own homes, they've just got to really flick the switch. They love playing at home. You can see it in their eyes and yeah. their body language when they're at home and they're running in front of their people. They're just on another level. But when they travel, the the energy's just not quite there. And if they can figure that out, man, they're going to be a devastating team. Because they can carry the football. Like, so good to watch, the Fijian draw. And, you, and you're dead right. It's not just the travel, it's a time difference too where they've got to adjust their, their body clocks and, and get themselves up for the game. <laughs> He's right saying they won't like, uh, they won't mind not having to train, only doing the one training session, which would probably be a captain, oh, love captain's run before they run out there. But, man, I watched that game on the weekend and some of those players – didn't get to ask Glenn how many NRL clubs actually um, come in over the top of them and, so, and offer those Fijian boys a chance to go and play in the NRL because I'm watching it going, man, these, some of these kids on this side would just be great in rugby league because they, they're just ball carriers. Tell you what's going to be really interesting is come uh, later on this year with the Rugby World Cup, Fiji, I mean, a lot of these guys will be in that Fijian World Cup squad. They've got Australia, Wales who have been pop, Georgia, and Portugal in their group. They're, they're a chance, man. They're a chance of getting out of their group and making the quarters. Do you reckon they might beat uh, be Australia-Fiji? Well, uh, Australia, 
Yeah. Or by Wales. Yeah. I think like, <laughs> basically everything, what you've seen off uh, at the Six Nations and things, the, the Welsh are struggling, mate. They're really struggling, I reckon. that, that And they wouldn't relish a, a hard-running Fiji inside in France, would they? No way. No chance whatsoever. Look, honestly, I've said it plenty. It was hard facing one, let alone 15. And once they get it right, they'll be a hard, hard team to stop. And, and Kempe, like, that's their biggest challenge, is they trying to stop them travelling overseas, opportunities mm. to, to better themselves, their families. It was always a struggle. And um, I hope that's not the case. hope we can get to a case where Fiji and Drua uh, can ma- retain their players and keep the players in their country to be able to play for this team because what we've seen now is you know, only two years in the making. Imagine in four years' time, five years' time, they'll be competing for a title. It goes so good to see. Yeah. So good to see. There's so, there's so many good players, as you did right? Just have a look at Origin and now what that's become. Mm. You know, the, F- the Fijian will be following suit. Beautiful. That was Glenn Jackson. Loved chatting to him about Fiji and Drill. They got one over the Hurricanes over the weekend. And my brother-in-law, well, he was devastated because he ripped into me when the Hur- uh, the Cru- Drill beat the Crusaders over there in Fiji. So, <laughs> bittersweet. I had the last laugh there, Brad. Anyway, stay tuned because we've got Off the Back Fence with Tony Kemp coming up. You're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. The Back Fence with Tony Kemp. This past weekend of Magic Rounds, our Warriors could not pull a rabbit out of their hat. It was oh so promising. They started well, scoring first in the opening 20 minutes, then they did a disappearing act for the next 60. Penrith used this unfortunate lapse in concentration to clinically pick them apart. And sadly for the Warriors, Penrith was just led too well by Nathan Cleary and man of the match, Dylan Edwards. The only trick the Warriors could pull on this occasion was a hat trick of losses, which has seen them slip rapidly from number two and now out of the eighth to 11th. A Houdini act is surely needed the next fortnight to arrest the slide, especially so as a game against the Bulldogs loom as well as top of the table Brisbane before a well-earned break in bye week. The question is on everyone's lip, lips is, do the Warriors still have a chance of making the top eight? Can they still make it if they don't win any of the next two games. With the competition so tight at the moment, every loss puts you further down the ladder and further away from finals football. So what does the next fortnight mean for the Warriors? Lose both games and I think it's going to become super hard to fulfil their early promise and make the eight. But if they win just one of those next two, especially with a much needed bite of rest key injured players, then I reckon they are within striking distance of semi-final football. It could still be our year. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Not losing faith, Kempy. I know it's been a tough couple of weeks. You know, and a couple of decisions, a couple of moments here left, gone our way. Could have been talking differently, but look, um, I said it before. I've, I've actually seen signs. This team doesn't give up. They fight right to the end. You know, obviously not getting the results, not getting the the, the calls that the referees were after, but um, they're, they're still fighting right to the end, which teams in the past haven't done. And So that gives me hope that this is a different outfit. They need to win the next two. They've got to beat the Bulldogs. Have to beat the Bulldogs. If they don't beat the Bulldogs, that's going to be tough to, to find any momentum and make that eight. So you've got the Bulldogs, and who have they got after the Bulldogs? Broncos and Napier. That'll be tough, but 
Mate, they're at home. They're my home in Napier. And, well, if you want to go and put some smiles on some faces, you don't have to look any further than the Cyclone people. The people down there have been devastated over the past. You want to find anything to put a smile on some faces, go to Napier and putting out a performance of result in a sold-out place. Yeah, it won't be hard to find any motivation there. So these next two, quite quite important, Kempi. Yep, they're critical, like eh? They're staying over in Sydney this week, so they've got a chance against the Bulldogs, I think, but they've definitely got to get one of those. And Napier against the Broncos, top of the table, that's going to be a fantastic clash. Reese Walsh returns. And their run home, they've got the Dolphins a couple of times, but they do play St. George, who are bottom of the table, and other sides like pa- Parramatta, Canberra, Titans and the West Tigers. Um, you know, it's quite, it's quite a decent trip home after this next three weeks, so... I just hope that they don't get like six points behind the eight because picking up those those three or four wins that they, they know they can get at the back end of the year could put them in that uh, fight between eight and 12 to try and make the eight. And I think that's what it's going to come down to this year is, you know, the top four will sort itself out and then it'll come down to those those next eight teams between four and 12 um, that fight it out for eight. So I'm hoping that starts this week against the Bulldogs. Definite... definite um, chance there. We know they're in Sydney and definitely we're going down to Napier so looking forward to that one. They get this one against Brisbane. I, I reckon that's going to be a cracker. Beautiful Kempi. Double eight, double three. Kempi talking about the Warriors is off the back fence. The Houdini Act that they weren't able to pull the rabbit out of the hat over the weekend. Are they still a chance? How important are these next two weeks? you got the Bulldogs uh, and the Broncos back in Napier. Two important weeks to make the eight. Double eight, double three, with your reaction to Kempi's off the back fence. Well, it is New Zealand Music Month, and well, we love giving away free gift packs, in particular our Chemist Warehouse Mother's Day fragrance gift pack. And well, we're about to play you our second snippet of that song. Here you go. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, such a banger. Absolute banger. One more, Rick Dog. Go on then. Put them out of their misery. There's a few got it. I don't even think they need the third clue. If you don't get it after that clue, yeah, you might have to get Shazam out and start Shazamming that little snippet and might give you help. But uh, there you go. New Zealand Music Month. It is a New Zealand artist and a New Zealand song. So there you go. There's a big clue for you. Stay tuned. That was Kempi's Off the Back Fence. That was our second guest of the snippet to give away our uh, Mother's Day fragrance gift pack. And coming up, we got our choices flooring pole, and it's a doozy, and we've also got some headlines with Ricardo. And we're going to be talking EPL with Harry Simeo at around 7.40. So a big hour, uh, big next half an hour left for you. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Araha. Kena Tire, too easy a weekend. Uh, time for some headlines for you. I can tell you that the Black Caps have finally won one over in Pakistan. They managed to get it done in the fifth and final ODI of the tour. Uh, they set the host 300 to win, scoring 299, led by Will Young with 87. Also contributing big with the bat was Captain Tom Latham, 59. And Pakistan ended up all out in the 47th over for 252, doing the damage. 
damage with the ball. Henry Shipley, the Canterbury All-Rounder, took three for 34 off his nine overs. And Rachin Ravindra, three for 65 off 10 as well. Means the series finishes 4-1 to Pakistan. And now Gary Stead and crew have a bit of work to do to figure out what they're going to do in terms of who replaces Kane Williamson and a couple of other spots in that World Cup squad for the ODI World Cup in India later this year. LeBron James' son, Bronny James, has decided what he is doing. There was some talk about him coming and playing in the Australian NBL rather than going to university, but he's decided to commit uh, to the University of South Carolina. That's where he's going to play his college ball before, I would imagine, going into the draft in about a year or so's time and playing NBA. In the football, Arsenal have beaten Newcastle United 2-0 at St. James's Park this morning uh, to keep the pressure on Manchester City. They are just one point behind City now. And the other game that is currently live, Manchester United with 15 minutes to go, trail West Ham 1-0 in London. And United need a win here to keep Liverpool. Uh, at Bay, who are chasing down a Champions League spot. And uh, also Celtic coach Ange Postacoglu, the Aussie who coached at Brisbane Raw and Melbourne Victory, has won the Scottish Premiership after a 2-0 win against Hearts this morning. There you go. Those are your uh, news headlines. Thanks to Kennard's Hire. Two easy weekend, two days higher for the price of one. Visit a brunch today. T's and C's apply. That was the Celtic fans uh, <laughs> celebrating, if you could call it that. Uh, so, of course, there was a, uh, a a coronation this weekend, and that is our Choices Flooring poll. Choices Flooring Spaces for Living Catalogue sale is on now. So go to the SCNZ app, listen to, uh, click on uh, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, and find our cho- Choices Flooring poll there. Who is the best king, in your opinion? Who is the best king? Is it... The king of Old Trafford, Eric Cantona. Is it the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley? Is it the king of Lang Park, Wally Lewis? Or is it King Charles? Uh, have your say on the Choices Flooring Poll, and uh, we'll come back at 8.30 with the results of our poll. Kempi, who are you voting for, mate? Who are you voting for oh, on that mate, there's only one. there's only one I'm going to vote for. You know, that's King Wally, mate. Yeah, I'll go, grow up watching him and... Uh yeah, in the 1980s when the Origin first kicked off with Artie Beetson and those type of guys, and then uh, got a chance to play with him at the back end of his career against them a couple of times. So, um, mate, anyone with a statue and is regarded as the king of rugby league, of course you're going to vote. I'm going to vote for that. I'm, I'd be probably uh, courted if I didn't vote for Wally Lewis and that and that bunch. Hey, I do got to say though, mm. I, I have to say it. Love Elvis Presley. Yeah. <laughs> close second. <laughs> Elvis is a close second to Wally. There you go. Uh, there you go. View vo- uh, Choices Flooring's online magazine with over 100 inspiring pages at choicesflooring.com. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. When we come back, Harry Simeo out of Talk Sport joins us to talk Premier League. Yes, welcome back. We're 17 away from eight. It's now time to talk football. With football journalist and Arsenal tragic, Harry Simeo joins us to talk about his side's big win over Newcastle at St James Park this morning. The 2-0 victory keeps the pressure on Manchester City, who lead the English Premier League by just one 
point. Arsenal needs Manchester City to drop some points somewhere. They have Everton, Chelsea, Brighton and Brentford to play. Who is it most likely? Here we go. We're going to chat to Harry. How are you, Hazza? I'm good. I'm buzzing after that performance and result from Arsenal. I can't complain. Great, great start to the day or end to the day in my case. <laughs> oh, mate, you've made a bit of a meal of it. How's it been being an Arsenal supporter fan? Like You've obviously given yourself a chance to head towards the big time, but mate, there's some tough, tough, touching, tough times during it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, I think most sensible Arsenal fans knew that this was going to be a really, really difficult challenge for Arsenal to go on and win the Premier League because of the fact that Manchester City have been an absolute machine in recent seasons. They've got an incredibly deep squad full of world-class talents. I mean, at the weekend, they made seven changes to their starting eleven and still were able to put in the kind of performance that we've come to expect. Arsenal have had a few injuries of late. They don't necessarily have the same level of quality to backfill the players that were absent. So Arsenal fans... Might not have said it publicly, but I think a lot of them knew that you know they were only one or two injuries away from from real trouble, and they still had some difficult fixtures to play. Um, so I'm not surprised in the position that Arsenal are in. I'm just pleased with the progress. I mean, to be in a situation where you know there's there's three games to go now for Arsenal, and um, uh, yeah, Brighton, Nottingham Forest, Wolves, yeah, three games to go for Arsenal. To be in that position is is a huge sort of step forward for the Gunners. So I'm delighted, I'm pleased, but it has been an emotional roller coaster. You, you're right to say that. Hey Harry, thanks for joining us, mate. Just they they need to drop a game, Man City. Um, if Arsenal are to have a chance, they've got a they're a point behind with a Man City got a game in hand. Who who do you think out of the three, Everton, Chelsea, I'll make it for Brighton or Brentford, um, are most likely to take those points off Man City, if any? Well, the one I was kind of banking on from sort of the off, sort of when we got into the final running, was the Brighton game. Uh, Brighton away from home is a really, really tough fixture. They've been in wonderful form this season. They beat Manchester United there uh, just a few nights ago in midweek. So, you know, Brighton are a really difficult side to beat. Brentford have an incredible home record this season, which makes them a tough opponent. But with Brentford, you just wonder if they might be on holiday, um, if that makes sense. I don't want to question anybody's professionalism but having spoken to a lot of footballers over the years they do say that when you get to that point in the season where there isn't really anything significant to play for you do sort of take your foot off the gas a little bit even sort of subconsciously is it because um you know you're, you're kind of over the line will that happen does that mean you play with extra freedom instead i don't know it's difficult to say but brighton is the one for me um and everton away at the weekend could potentially be difficult as well because Goodison Park is capable of generating arguably one of the best atmospheres in the Premier League, certainly in the top three. They desperately need the points. They're down at the bottom. They've got it all to play for. And that game comes in between Manchester City's two uh, Champions League semi-finals with Real Madrid, uh, the first and second leg of either side of that Everton game. So that's another game that I'm looking at and thinking, you know, maybe after today's result, where I'm sure everybody was looking at Arsenal and saying, they're going to lose up at St. James's Park. That might have changed Pep Guardiola's plans now. He may feel that he can't afford to make a multitude of changes in between that Champions League uh, semi-final, the two legs of that. So it's going to be interesting. But yeah, Everton and Brighton will be the ones that I'm, I'm looking at and, uh, and sort of crossing my fingers for. 
Well, we're hoping you, you get the success with Arsenal, mate. But, you know, you'd have one eye on Manchester City because they are a fantastic team with um, Erlen Haaland and what he's been able to achieve with them for such a short period of time. But Manchester City, also, like you alluded to, they have Champions League against Real Madrid, FA Cup final against Manchester United. Is talk of the treble premature for Manchester City? I, I don't think it's premature because I think they're definitely good enough. Um, you know, I've been watching the Premier League since the mid-90s and, and I can't remember a more complete squad inside um, than, than Manchester City. And what they do is they do it with an incredible swagger and style as well. They're definitely uh, probably the greatest Premier League side ever in terms of their level and the way they've been able to, um, you know, sort of find this consistency over the course of, you know, if they won it this year, it'd be five out of the last six years. They've been crowned champions. And even Liverpool, who managed to get into the 90-plus points mark on two occasions, still couldn't stop them. Uh, they only managed to win it once, Liverpool, in that period of about five years where those two sides were going toe-to-toe. So I think they're definitely, definitely capable of it. What I would say is that, again, it's not something that, I'm sh- that he'd admit, but Pep Guardiola will be focused on the Champions League first and foremost because that is the one that he's missing from his collection at Manchester City. That's the one that keeps being brought up. That's the question that's always asked of him. He hasn't won the Champions League since he left Barcelona. And a lot of people put that down to the fact that he had the likes of Messi in in his team that time. But I think he'll be looking at the Champions League and and will be hoping to go on and win that. And if they get past Real Madrid, they play an Italian side in the final, either Milan or Inter, who have been good this season in Europe, but domestically haven't been very good and certainly aren't anywhere near Manchester City's level. Harry and Ricardo here in the producers booth, mate. Uh, you, you mentioned Real Madrid there, Carlo Ancelotti, that squad, uh, the likes of Cruz and Modric and Benzema, like the, winning the Champions Leagues in their DNA. I've seen a lot of people talking about the treble, but I, and and a lot of people say that it's Manchester United is the only thing between City and the treble. But I think they're, they're forgetting Real Madrid because I think that's more likely to trip City up than anything. Yeah, Real Madrid in the Champions League are just a completely different animal. Um, it's, it's, I can't put my finger on what it is that they have with that competition. You know, sometimes you just have it sort of mentally, don't you? You, you feel like this is your competition. You feel like it's yours and, and you go into it and you play with, with this just extra level of determination. You mentioned some of the players there, incredibly experienced at the highest level. And not only have they got that, they've got a really good uh, young group around them as well. You know, the likes of Vinicius Jr., uh, Rodrigo, people like that, Camavinga in the midfield and a number of others who have really sort of stepped up as well. So they're a really, really talented side. For me, Carlo Ancelotti is still in the top two, maybe three managers in world football. So Pep Guardiola tactically will have his hands full with him as well. Um, and you're right, I think that Real Madrid are probably a bigger threat in terms of uh, preventing the treble than, uh, than of course, uh, Manchester United are who Manchester City meet in the FA Cup final. Hey, Harry, we, at the other end of the table, we, we're, we're only a game away that can change the shape of uh, a team going, staying up and going down. The one, the one that is really, um, I guess I'm worried about is Everton, who's, who I don't think have ever been down. What do you think of their chances of staying up, or are they, are they destined to get down, get down a level? I must admit, when Sean Dyche took charge of Everton a few months ago, I thought that was going to be it. I thought that he was going to turn it round. I thought he'd get them. Uh, back to doing the basics right, as he's done at uh, numerous other clubs. He especially done that at Burnley, where they didn't have the resource. They didn't have uh, the star quality that some of the teams around them had, but they always had a great organisation, 
a real fight and a passion and they were able to kind of uh, sort of generate atmospheres particularly at home that help them get over the line but it hasn't really worked for Sean Dyche at Everton and that surprised me um, they've lost three of their last five picked up a couple of draws along the way Manchester City to come next which is obviously a daunting game in itself I worry for Everton now I really really do and you're right they've never been relegated uh, from the top flight only they and Arsenal uh, haven't been relegated from the top flight at some point or another so yeah, it's going to be a real shame if they do go down. And they're on the, they're building a brand spanking new stadium as well. So they had plans for oh. bigger and better things. But this season, they found themselves really, really in trouble. And, and I do worry for them, particularly if they don't get anything against City because games are running out. You know, they're 19th at the moment. They're only a point away from Leeds in 17th. So it's mm. not like it's an irretrievable situation. But you just can't see where the next win's going to come from with them. Um, and that's the same... For Southampton, so I think those two are the ones that I'm, I'm really concerned about at the minute. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Hey, we know you had a coronation up there on the weekend. You've got Erling Haaland, undoubtedly the king of the Premier, smashing <laughs> records uh, left, right and centre, 35 goals in 32 games. Um, is he the best you've ever seen in the EPL? Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one because I think in terms of what he's achieving, in terms of the outputs, then, yeah, you have to say that. You know, he's, nobody else has got that many goals in a single season. So you have to say he's the best. But for me, he doesn't quite do it. I, I, this sounds really crazy. I'm sure people are going to be listening thinking, what is he on about? But he, stylistically, he's just not at the best level for me in terms of how aesthetically pleasing his football is, if that makes sense. <laughs> I still think back to people like Thierry Henry and, mm. and various others who, for me, got me off my seat more. Haaland's a bit like a machine. Um, not to take anything away from him, but it is very functional, very physical, very powerful, but it's not really my cup of tea, although he's been incredible and deserves immense credit. There you go. Harry Simeo, thanks a lot for joining us. All the best for Arsenal's run home um, late, and uh, you never know, Harry, they might get him, but uh, thanks a lot for coming on this morning. Thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. There you go. Harry, Harry yeah. Simeo out of the UK, is he? He's always got lots of knowledge. Beautiful. Yeah, lots of knowledge. We'll go uh, shoot off with back soon. Yes, welcome back. Coming up to 8 o'clock and after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Barry McDermott over there in the UK. There was a funny old thing happening on the social media, if you've seen it, a bull running rampant at a Dragons game, and uh, we're going to talk to Barry about that. We'll also talk about the Super League, and there's plenty going on over there. So a big hour ahead. Stay tuned, and we're going to read a couple of these messages. Good morning, fellas. Can you let us know how the league tips are going and which teams you both have so I can follow? Get up the Raiders. Cheers, John. Well, John, I'm getting an absolute hiding, I think, Kempi. She's going to be pretty tough to make a wee comeback. You might have made a comeback on the weekend. You had a couple of your teams coming. No no one's got the Dolphins. If someone had the Dolphins, you'd be picking points up every week. I know, and look, none of us left. (laughs) There was one team that everyone (laughs) left out. We left the Dolphins out, so... But Wayne Bennett knew. Uh, Izzy and Kempe had no idea. A couple more messages. Morning, guys. Buy first, then Broncos. Origin starts missing, I think. Six points coming up if things go well. That is from Steve. And uh, on the wires, obviously, Tohu has to be there at all times. But I'm now realising Tumaiti Martin's absence has been detrimental to what Walker was giving to us with his impact, especially with Jazz. Speedy recoveries is what we need. Anyone else not receive... Their golf shoes. Chris, you haven't received your golf shoes. We'll, we'll check that out for you, brother. Check that out for you. Hopefully you can get those shortly. But Barry McDermott coming up, talking Super League. And remember, we'll announce the winner 
of that song, Prize Pack. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price off Blackmores and Nature's Way Vitamins. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go. Flying over cities down to Rio, it's real. Love that I feel. Oh, nothing lasts forever, but I'm down for the minute, so just chill. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go. Flying over cities down to Rio, it's real. Love that I feel. Oh, nothing lasts forever, but I'm down for the minute, so just chill. Yes, welcome back, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. It's just after 8 o'clock. And coming up this weekend, it is Mother's Day, and we love giving away prize packs, especially from Chemist Warehouse. They don't shy away from the goodies. They absolutely love it. They've got some outstanding products at Chemist Warehouse. Well, they're giving away a Mother's Day fragrance pack, uh, courtesy of the Chemist Warehouse. And we've been playing, well, New Zealand artists. New Zealand artists that have done some big things in New Zealand and they're outstanding and we love what they're about. So this is another New Zealand artist. We've been playing two snippets throughout the show and we're going to give you our final snippet. And if you know the name of the artist and the song, double eight, double three, and around 8.30ish, we're going to announce the winner. Plenty of you have got it correct. So here we go, our final snippet. Did you just did you just fade that out nice and quick because you just so obvious? <laughs> hey? No, you turned it up. <laughs> Good tune. There you go. There's the final snippet. One of the great New Zealand Kiwi rock bands. It's so good. If you know what it is, send the message through on double eight double three, and we'll go through. We'll get the. We'll go through who's got the correct answers, and we'll announce the winner for that Mother's Day fragrance pack at the end of the show. Double eight double three. Couple of messages there, but right now we're going to get off. We're going to talk some Super League MP shortly. We're going to be talking about what went on over there in the UK. We saw that little snippet of the ball running rampant. And seeing the players duck for cover, man, it was a scary sight. Yeah, it was. Went wrong. It does. See that guy getting dragged? I, I, you know, I've actually seen that happen with a horse, mate. A mate of mine, mm. me and Al. Did uh, you? Yeah, we, I think it was Kyrie Lad, the horse's name was. Mm. Um, way back in the, oh, mate, I would have been in my early 20s. We went up, he was putting it out in the paddock. And a uh, mate of ours, Dombey, was walking it out to the paddock. And it, and it just took off. It bolted. And he wouldn't let it go. You know, he started holding on to him. We were all yelling out, just let it go, let it go. And he got dragged around the paddock uh, trying to keep trying to keep this horse under control. A bit like that guy on the weekend over in Catalans when he had hold of that bull and um mm. and just couldn't couldn't keep it keep it in uh, in tow. But all the players were out warming up when they got when it got loose. Like mate, I've seen a couple of bulls have been at the freezing works a couple of times when they've got out 
of the, um, of their pens and run up through the chain. That's scary, mm. mate. That's scary. It's like watching a wave of people coming towards you as that bull's chasing them up there. Oh, it's absolutely crazy. Well, we better get off to this bull, mate. Big Barry's waiting for you, Kempi. Yeah, he's a man that has done the hard yards. Literally, uh, has Baz has probably played over 350 games for Old and Wigan, Leeds and Witness, and also over 17 games for Great Britain and uh, a good man out of Leeds. He's also a Sky commentator with Sky Sport UK, and uh, he joins us this morning on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Morning, Baz. How are you going? Good morning, good evening. How are you? Good to speak to you, Kempi. <laughs> Yeah, mate. No, no, I'm I'm all good, mate. This Catalans versus Saints game, great example of when good eyes, uh, good ideas go wrong, or was it just a bad idea to take them bulls out there? <laughs> well, Bernard Guash, who's the owner and chairman of the Catalan Dragons, is a is a well established butcher, and he's <laughs> very proud of his of his meat, and and he was showing off some of his prize bulls. <laughs> I must admit, when I read the press um, release, I thought, well. Rather you than me, the Catalan Dragons players were warming up in red tops and Kemper, I'll tell you what, I, I watched it because it was maybe a minute and a half before we started talking as we went on air and me and my co-commentator <laughs> were looking at each other thinking, what is going on here? <laughs> Absolutely hey. crazy. Uh, what's what's been the uh, conversation post? Are they going to ban anything that's going to be destructive as a bull uh, from any entertainment, pre-game entertainment? You know, what's been the backlash from it? Well, I think the the most of it's positive, and, I, and we're all having a bit of a laugh yeah. about it. And, and I was, was I funny. was looking at it, thinking, <laughs> I, thinking, oh my god, this is just hilarious. I mean, what was going through my mind was it's. It's like being in front of Joe, in, in front of Joe Vergana in, in his heyday. Big, big Joe had, a, had a, a lot of similarities between that bull, but as the dust has settled, you've got you've got lots of people saying, "Well, you know, was it right? Was it safe?" And and you know, you, everybody knows on the continent that they're a little bit looser with with health and safety, and um, it must have seemed like a good idea at the time, but when that bull started running around and chasing players and officials off the pitch, you know, I, I think people started to panic. But do you know the funniest thing for me? The thing that made me know my place in the world, the only person, so there was rugby league players, coaches, officials, all jumping for the sideline, the cool head amongst everybody was a young lady who just calmly walked towards the bull picked up the rope and just <laughs> assessed the situation and dealt with it. There's always, there's always uh, one smart person bears at a rugby league match and it's not normally your wife or your mother because um, all, all of the other not-so-smart people out there bashing each other up. Mate, just looking at Super League this year, um, it's a pretty interesting competition. Paul Wellen struggling a bit at St Helens? Yeah, I think he's just... I mean, his side have been really successful. They've won it four times... Um, in a row, so so obviously to take over from the previous coach Christian Wolf, who, who you'll know from from his contribution to Tonga and Dolphins of uh, the Dolphins of late in the NRL, he did an amazing job, and and um, it, it was always going to be different. Paul Paul Wellens wants to put his own stamp on the team, but it's just taking a little bit of time to get there, and and that you know. Other teams have improved. It, it moves forward. Wigan, Warrington, all looking, all looking hot prospects, as well as Catalan Dragons. 
What about the lead Rhinos, Barry McDermott? I was just doing some reading. They obviously having a disappointing result over the weekend, but there was uh, talk of Harry Newman and Tom Holroyd having a little square up in the changing room in the in the in the dressing room in the after the post match, mate. Like uh, all the results on the field are heading off field, mate. It's not good signs. Yeah, I read that too. I must admit, I haven't got that um, confirmed categorically, but uh, you know, there's no, no smoke without fire. To you. You, you don't you don't mind a bit of passion. You don't mind a bit of yeah. you know. You, you would have to be a bit, bit of, in your day. Mm, Kempy more like pulling me into line. That's, that's about right, mate. Don't you? No, you. Don't you start bad. You remember kicking that ball? You remember kicking that ball at training and that poor lady that was in the grandstand when you hit her, knocked I her do. out? I do remember it. I do remember it. Can you it. take yeah. it through? Because I've told yeah. that story, but can you take it through? Because I, I tell it like you just bounce out and you used to love kicking the football and you're whacking these 15-metre <laughs> spirals. Can you tell us about it? Well, I, I do. And like most front rowers, give me the ball and I'll give it a welly. I, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> confident that, that my spiral will look good. It'd be nice and pretty. You know, there won't be too many creases in the ball as it's spiralling through the air. The only thing that us front rowers can't control is where the hell the thing is going. And on this one occasion, um, I picked up the ball. We're all jogging in towards towards the changing rooms just before the kickoff. I gave it a good whack. I was proud with the spiral. I looked at it. It was nice and pretty. I turned away, looked to my right, and then as I looked back towards my left, towards the... Um, you know, the dugout in the changing rooms, there's this elderly lady being picked up off the floor. She'd, she'd been sparked or knocked out by a, by a mysterious <laughs> flying ball. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, me, we had so much fun there, Bez, at Leeds. you got this young kid, just tell me about him. He's this, is it Cruz oh. Leeming, the young hooker? He looked pretty yeah. good up at Leeds Rhinos. He's signed to come down here and sign for the Gold Coast Titans. What can you tell us about him? Mate, he's a good player. He's a good. He's a good professional. He's a conscientious professional. I think a role model for for young people. He's from. He's from uh, Halifax. You'll know Halifax well, Kempe. You know he's gone through the Siddle Amateur Club, signed at Huddersfield at first, then came to Leeds and got the captaincy. And you know how these things happen. Captain coach didn't quite agree on on the direction of the of the team. And um, and they parted ways. I, I think he was dealt with poorly, but Cruz will be a great player wherever he goes. And the Gold Coast have picked up a really good player. Um, I believe the deal is only till the end of the year. He might be looking to come back to Super League, potentially to, to somewhere like St. Helens, if the rumours are true. Um, but I wouldn't blame him if he took up an NRL option. You look at Josh Hodgson and... Um, Elliot Whitehead, players who didn't perhaps have stellar careers in, in this country, but have gone over there and the, and the game has really suited them. So Cruz is a good lad and I, I wish him well, certainly. I, whenever I met him in and around the, the Rhinos club, I, I thought he was a, a good bloke and, uh, and yeah, I thought he deserved better really, but that's the business, isn't it, lads? That is the business for sure. I'll oh, ask you a question about that. Like, I've seen players that have carved up in the Super League and they've gone extremely well, but they've come down under and they've struggled to be able to kick on, Barry. What's your thoughts on that? How players haven't been able to come down? and Some of them have, don't get me wrong. We've got, we got Graham and, and what he's been able to do when he's come down, but some haven't. Is it, is it different styles, the contrast in the way the game is played? What is it? Definitely, definitely a different style. And, um, you know, mm. it works and doesn't work in equal amounts both ways. We've had 
terrific NRL yeah. players come over and, and, and being a flop. I wouldn't I wouldn't embarrass mm. anybody and name them, but I've certainly played one or two with one or two in my in my Rhinos days. But I think I think basically and when when people ask me what's the difference between the two hemispheres, I, I probably put it like this. In in Australia there's a there's a hard edge towards defence. There's an attitude that enjoys and embraces the toughness of, of the defensive element of the game and then when it's time to play with the ball, you know, that's that's okay as well. Whereas in the UK, um, players only defend until it's the next time to touch the ball and, and there's just not quite the same focus or attitude on it. And Super League is, is entertaining. There's a lot of expression, a lot of ambition with the ball and you see some spectacular tries and sometimes that does come at a cost towards, you know, sloppy defence and stuff. But I, I, listen, I think they've both got their merits. You, you take your pick and on one week your favourite game is in the NRL and then the next week it might be in Super League so we just you know you take it as we find yeah and we, we get a chance to have a look at the styles uh, come the end of the year Baz you know the uh, Tongans have secured a test series up there against the English you're looking forward to that and what what uh, what are you looking forward to when the Tongans come up there I'm looking forward to seeing the, the national side, and, and in our day, camp it was Great Britain. I played, I played for Great Britain. I played for Ireland, and, and it's split into England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales now. So England gets the, 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 the big choice of, of their opponents. Ireland, Scotland, um, Wales, and England Knights will all play in a European or, or a domestic uh, competition there. But England will face top class. Tier one opposition and Tonga are an outstanding team. They didn't obviously, I don't believe, do themselves justice in the World Cup, and they'll come over here with a with a with a point to prove. So that that should make for good games. It should mean that the best players in this country play for England and, and are tested at an elite level over a three test series. And and again, back in our day when when there were three match test series against the Kiwis or the Aussies, it was always the highlight of, of anybody's years, where anybody's year when you were a spectator and you'd book those tickets months in advance. So I hope that the English stroke British rugby league fan base can get behind and, and, and put some put some atmosphere around these games and hopefully they'll be full stadiums. Yeah, oh, I'm picking they will do, Bez. So get international football back on. Uh, the telly, especially uh, so we can watch it down here. We're looking forward to that tour of Tonga up there uh, facing the English mm. team. It'll be an absolute cracker, mate. Thanks a lot for joining us to get uh, this morning, Baz, on Izzy and Kibbe for breakfast. You go well, and uh, thanks for sharing that that story too about your spiral punting, Thank mate. You. It's always put a smile on my face. We'll talk soon. <laughs> Thank you. Kempe, one last question, one last question. Sure. Are you still eating those curried eggs? I, of course, uh, mate. Curried eggs. <laughs> hey, don't go around him when he's been eating them curried eggs. Oh, oh, oh. Carry sausages. <laughs> You're the best, Bez. Thanks a lot, mate. See you yeah. later, boys. See you, mate. Hey, uh, Bez, oh. Bez McDermott, I'll tell you what. I've, I've Curried cut... eggs, Kimby? Yeah. yeah. We'll go to that one shortly, eh? <laughs> As he'll go to. Been a bit like curried eggs this morning, mate. I've got my colon- colonoscopy coming up at eleven o'clock. So, um, talking about curry, yeah, it's been a lot better over the last two days. But just talking about bears before we go, <laughs> bears, bears McDermott. I play with some tough guys. He's one of the toughest mm. I've ever played with, mate. There's a clip on YouTube. Just uh, Google Barry McDermott. Wigan um, versus Paul Surinan. And if you know who Paul Surinan is, you'd think, mm. yeah, Paul Surinan, big, tough Australian, played for Aussie and that. 
mate, Baz gives him an absolute telling up in this game. Uh, and I mean not legally. It's all illegal, every single part of it. <laughs> all right? And that's how Baz made his name, mate. And I was telling, I was telling um, Ricardo before, before uh, we, we got on air this morning, Baz has only got one eye. So you put a you put a oh you know what that is like is he because you've got one eye too, um, <laughs> but, but you put your hand over your eye and you try driving or try catching try catching a football, and I remember I remember you stand- don't know which eye you have on you one day you got good eye you got a bad eye you got every eye keep going sorry and I was standing, Cyclops I was standing behind a scrum I was standing behind a scrum and I, I sort of you don't look at him in the change room you know because he's he sort of he was one of those guys who was really charging you up you know like we're gonna get out there. We're going to smash him. He's one of them guys, you know. So, and you don't look mm. at him because he just doesn't look sort of right, you know. You don't want to sort of look him in the eye type thing. But I was standing behind the scrum playing 5 8, and he's poked his head up out of the scrum and he's given it to the front row of the other side. And he turns around and looks at me, and I'm going, mate, he's got, it's just all meat. And I'm going, mate, if I was in the front row, I'd be getting off there. I wouldn't be putting up with it. <laughs> he was spooky, man. So he, he's a good bloke, Bez. He's uh, yeah, him and his curried eggs. He he don't worry about Bez. He's not the he's, oh. not, he's not the sweetest smelling bloke himself. But he's a great chat. That was good fun. That was it. Brought up memories when the lady um went and picked up the bull, Kempi. I've got a story in terms of regards to that. But we went fishing out in uh, Waimarama in the beautiful Hawke's Bay, three of us blokes and my wife, beautiful Daisy, and we went fishing. Anyway, we caught uh, a fish, so we started winding it up, get it to the top, barracuda. Barracuda on the end of the, you know, they got big sharp teeth. Well, yeah. three blokes jumped to the other end of the boat <laughs> and start, like, packing ourselves, and my wife, Daisy, gets up, unhooks it, and just, you know, puts the fish back, and we all, we're all down the end of the boat, and we're like, oh, but we weren't, you know, she tells a story, we are like, nearly jumping in the water, we weren't that close, kind of close, but, you know, <laughs> scary, but my wife, really calm and collected, went over and got this fish off the hook, and uh, and released it, reminds me of that lady that went and got the bull at, at the Dragons game, and, and just went there with the ease and calm, and the rest is history, while you were jumping over the fence trying to get away. <laughs> I would, I would have been jumping over it, mate. I would have been sitting 100%, there. 100%, mate. Not, not standing there getting bowled over by a bull. Mate, do you see how big that thing was? When, was he, when, he said, when he said the owner was proud of his, his meat, you know, like the, the butcher, I was like, yeah, I can see why he rolled those beasts out. They were ma- mammoth. Yeah. Beautiful. Great to catch up with Barry McDermott talking stories and what went on over the weekend. We're going to shoot off. We're going to catch up with uh, Paulie Moati, get our TAB live update of what's going on. You're listening to Ozzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Chemist Warehouse, mayhem sale and find up to half price off Go Healthy and Good Health Vitamins. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, it's 8.26. It's time for our TAB catch-up with Paulie Mawati. Bet live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. And Paulie, be happy about last night. Very elegant. And Melody Bell uh, getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. But what about Opie Bossum? That's a that's a good call too, isn't it? Yeah, oh, 100%. I, I hear we just coronated some king across the sea there. So, well, Opie's the king of New Zealand jockeys at the moment, isn't he? he he's... He deserves to be in that Hall of Fame, and it's great to see him there. Um, yeah, he's. Uh, if you follow him, you're probably doing well punting wise. So maybe that's a little lesson for our good friend, is he?
Yeah, well, we did follow him on Saturday. Um, Prismatic got us all paid, but uh, it was all about the rugby league on the weekend. How did you go on the magic round? Uh, the Warriors didn't get up, but what, were the, what was the punting like? Oh, crikey, it was tragic round for punters, to be fair. Um, the, the number of underdogs that got up, how do you pick the Sunday games? Um, and, and there were already a number of upsets before we got to Sunday, but... How do you pick those ones? Uh, I guess the Tigers-Dragons was a wee bit of a, a coin toss. Uh, both teams had sort of been struggling, um, and the Tigers got out on top. But how do the Cowboys um, put one on the Roosters, and then the Titans hold on against the Eels? Um, it, it's just been just a really hard slog for punters, to be fair. Um, they got off to a fairly good start. I mean, the Raiders uh, held on on Friday night, and then the Broncos... Uh, were just totally dominant against the Sea Eagles. Uh, but the Warriors, were, they, they toughed it out against the Panthers. Uh, but who saw the Dolphins absolutely smashing the Sharks? It's just This is just one no of one. the best competitions in the world. It, it just You don't know who's going to win from week to week. We saw the Tigers upset the Panthers the week before, um, and they must have taken a wee bit of confidence out of that and, and got over the Dragons. But the Dolphins... Uh, <laughs> Wayne Bennett, 900 games, crikey. He, he could coach another 900 if they want. There'll be a team that'll pick him up regardless of where he is. He's very inspiring what he's done for that Dolphins team. We didn't even pick them in our bloody little competition we got we're going along with Kempe. Mate, there's plenty going on. There was a couple of multis that would have been killed over the weekend in Super Rugby as well. Anyone pick the Drua? I picked them. Yeah, no, there were a few punters that jumped on the uh, Drua, and of course, they are a lot tougher <laughs> at home. Um, and not just mm. because they've got the home crowd behind them, but the, the conditions that the visiting teams have to endure, the humidity, the high temperatures, um, it's a tough place to go, and um, the Drua thoroughly deserved uh, their victory, and a number of punters jumped. I think they were around uh, just north of $3 against the... Uh, hurricanes, um, oh, and yeah, there were plenty. Of, there, there's a, there'll be a few Fijian dollars out there today. Um, so well done <laughs> to those guys. And of course, don't forget we've got the NBA playoffs. They continue today. You can bet live right now on the Celtics seventy sixes. This is game four in that series. Um, looks like the seventy sixes are up at the moment, um, what, around halfway through the second quarter. And then later on today, we've got the Suns Nuggets. That's the fourth game in their series. The Nuggets hold a 2-1 series uh, advantage in that game. And I can tell you, punters have leapt on one of the power plays that the bookies have put up. It's paying $4. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Nikola Jokic to score 100-plus points combined. $4. That, that has attracted the attention of a number of punters out there today. Hey, Paulie, just quick, just quickly, do you uh, back on the G, uh, sale GP today at all? Uh, oh, that's a great question, actually. Let, let me just scroll down the page. Um, you got the you got the championship race today, race three. Um, the Kiwis are looking all right. It looks like they'll sneak in there for the third spot um, up against I'll Australia and yep. GBR. I'll have a chat with the boys. I can't see anything on the uh, website at the moment, but I'll, I'll 
past the Mr John and we'll see what the boys can get come up with. Thank you very much. That's Paulie Mowati. Watch and bet live on your favourite sports and racing at trb.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. There you go. Neeps asked me this morning, who should we play? Who should we go to? I I remember lying on my couch listening to the one and only Blind Spot when I was about 10, 11 years old. And I was like, Blind Spot, good Kiwi band, Shelton, all right, all right. And, um, mate, it was uh, good memories growing up as a young kid back at home, Kempe. We're going to announce our winner. You want to announce the winner, Kempe? Yeah, that's right. We're uh, giving away, obviously, a fragrance pack courtesy of the Chemist Warehouse, the Real House brands of fragrance for this Mother's Day. Head in store online today and this morning. We had a 1,000 people pick Blind Spot. Uh, unfortunately, Mark from Tauranga, no, it wasn't Prince Tui Tika, but he's another legend <laughs> in New Zealand uh, Music Month, Mark. So um, you might keep listening. We might get one of those out in the next uh, few days. But here's one that we've chosen. It says, Morena sends Fano Blind Spot and Song Flex. Good luck to everyone. And that's our winner, Makisha. You pick up that fragrance pack for Mother's Day. Well done. And uh, thanks to everyone else that texted in that answer. Blind Spot Flex. Very, not very nice. We're going to be doing it right up to the lead up to Mother's Day this weekend. So well done to everyone that has been a part of it. And thank you to Chemist Warehouse. The love giving away prize packs and particularly our Mother's Day prize pack. We love our mums. They are so special to us. So we love celebrating them. And we got our Choices Flooring Poll results there, Ricardo. Yeah, we do. The Choices Flooring Poll uh, today was all about this. Yeah, the coronation this weekend got us thinking about who the best king is. Uh, that live uh, is the Celtic fans live from uh, from, uh, from Scotland. About forty thousand of them in the stadium uh, saying what they thought. Uh, so the the the, the, uh, the choices flooring poll, uh, choices flooring spaces for living catalogue sale on now was who's the best king. The King of Old Trafford, Eric Cantona, the King of Rock and Roll, Elvis Presley, Wally Lewis, the King of Lang Park, or King Charles. And here are our results, boys. Uh, winning it, 47% of the vote, the King of Rock and Roll, Elvis Presley. Of course. Oh. From from Wally Lewis with 29%, Eric Cantona with 17%, and bringing up the rear, King Chuck with 5 <laughs> King, King, King Chaz. King, King Chaz. Chaz. So there you go. That's your view. Choices Flooring's uh, online magazine with over 100 inspiring pages at choicesflooring.com. We'll have another one of those uh, later in the week. i got to say, boys, oh. did you see the, the FUBAR by um, Phil Goff? 
when he uh, when he, mm. he basically stood up and he said, uh, "Is he? I don't know if you've seen." It, he put his hand up. He said, "Oh, yeah. just tell me if any of you has here been to a coronation before." And the king from the Kingitanga is sitting right next to him with his yeah. hand up in the air. I'm going, "Oh my God, you didn't say that." You know what I mean? So completely uh, ignored the fact that. There was a king sitting next to him who had been coronated. Like it was like didn't matter. He'd been to two. He'd been to two coronations. Uh, his mother's and his and of course his own. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, a bit of a bit of a uh, a fubar on that that occasion over there. But mate, at least I got the Quinella because Elvis Presley for me. I had all his records when I was a kid, mate. I used to just play him over. Great and over movie, Kimpy. Oh. Great movie. Yeah, wasn't it? It's a good movie. One of the greats. Yeah. And I've watched another great movie, and I recommend you all watch it. Whitney Houston. Yep. I want to love somebody. Watch that movie, boys. My mum's favourite um, artist, singer. She has a beautiful voice, the most powerful voice ever. Go watch that movie because it was very, it was, it was a good look insight to her life and uh, how special she was, and obviously the the struggles she went through with, you know, drugs and and alcohol and and all that thing. But the pressure that was on her, mate. One of the great watches. Just brought, just brought back memories because Elvis Presley was a good movie as well. Mm. But Elvis Presley, definitely the king. And, well, a couple of messages come through talking about King of Eden Park. There's only one king, King Carlos. Eh? Does, he, does he get a little... No, he, he didn't got, get one in there. He got a so couple of mentions. Enough. Yeah, the, the only surprising <laughs> thing about that is not one of those texts saying King Carlos is from Ken. <laughs> Of Ken, yeah. <laughs> He's probably Ken's little dummy phones there, Ricardo. We all know. We all know. Love it. That was our choices for in poll, and well done to our winner of our prize pack, the Chemist Warehouse Big Brand Fragrance. It's Mother's Day. We're going to be celebrating all throughout the week. We'll be celebrating New Zealand Music Month because it is this month, and we're celebrating New Zealand artists. And also, we'll be giving away a prize pack every single day. We're going to shoot off. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some DHL Super Rugby Pacific. We're going to talk about our Player of the Week. There was plenty going on on the weekend. And our new Grain Corp uh, feeds. We've got our trusted partner for high-quality dry and liquid dairy feed options, supplying farmers nationwide. We're going to talk about the Warriors and that quality moment from the weekend. So there's plenty coming up. Yeah, 16 away from 9 o'clock here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. The DHL Super Rugby Pacific is live and our Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Week, Izzy. Uh, we had uh, your your Saders get back up on the horse. We had the Chiefs demolish the Landers under the roof. We had the Drua get up over the Canes. Uh, to be honest, I'm a Blues boy. Grew up in Auckland but felt so much for Moana Pacifica. I mean, there's so many options, so much happened at Super Rugby this weekend. Who's your uh, DHL Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Week? It'll be easy for me to be one-eyed. I'm not going to be one-eyed for sure. Come on. Look, honestly, there's no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to stay away because there's been a lot of hype about this player, and I haven't bought into the hype yet. And I haven't, um, you know, I've been so set on my certain players in this position. But over the weekend, I can understand why the hype's here. And I can understand why he has been touted to be a bolter come end of the year. This guy scored probably one of the most freakish and natural tries I've ever seen. You never kick the ball to the Chiefs. Teams will know that now. You kick the ball to the Chiefs, they'll punish you. And Moni Narawa, mm. when D-Mac passed in the ball and he did an outside step on, I think it was Billy Harmon, got on the outside and then he stood Sam Gilbert up and he ran about 50 metres to score that try. That 
for me, painted the picture of why people are taking genuine notice of this kid. And uh, he is devastating, and he is my Super Rugby Player of the Week. I think Imani Narawa changed my thought process of, okay, now he is dead set, got to be in the conversation come the All Blacks later in the year. Was Severese out for the rest of the year? You have to take Imani Narawa. So he was my Super Rugby Player of the Week. What about you, Kempi? Yeah, I like I like that kid too. He goes all right as, as does Sean Stevenson. I think he'd go well picking both of those. Um, oh, they got today, good. They got good outsides. <laughs> yeah, especially if you need you need you need points to win the World Cup. Who's going to pick that outside back? Honestly, uh, <laughs> mate. Well, what about good this luck. one? This one, and I, it's his hundredth cap on the weekend. I think he made a, a stellar return. Anton Leonard Brown's mind for the week coming back. Mm. He's uh, he's fighting his own demons um, to get back and. Finally got to, to pull the jersey on and get out there underneath the roof, like you said, Ricardo. And the Chiefs just keep this train on the tracks and rolling through everyone. Uh, mate, I still, I'm, I think that question we had a couple of weeks ago about do they get beat? I can't see them getting beat. Can't see it. Mm. Oh, the only, time, the only thing I, I can see, I look at the gap they've got at the top now, right? They've got another two games that's, which are very winnable before they go to the uh, the Brumbies. And then they their so last, do they rest? Well, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, because do they rest for the Brumbies? Because the game after that is the Force in Perth. I mean, the last round robin game is the Force of Perth. You don't want to be taking your whole squad there. The last rest. round robin. So I reckon they might rest for the last two rounds. Yeah, and and I've seen that happen to Ricardo with rest. Like you rest them, and you lose momentum, mm. and you lose kind of cohesion within the group. So it's a fine balance. You you probably rest. Sam Kane, you give him a break, you take off maybe Brad Webber, you give Cortez Ratama a start, potentially you even go further and you give Damien a rest and you get Bryn Gatlin out there. Like you probably rest the big three, but I've seen it backlash, eh? Backfire quite a few times. So they'll be wary of that. They will be. There you go. That is the DHL Super Rugby Pacific. Catch all the action live on Sky Sport or get tickets at superrugby.co.nz. Now, as good as the Super Rugby was on the weekend, love the magic round as well. So let's get into this. Uh, Grain Corp feeds your trusted partner for quality dairy feed options. Kempe, we'll start with you, mate. Warriors quality moment of the weekend. And was it one New Zealand uh, Jason Paris tweeting? Or was it something that happened on the field? <laughs> oh, well, it is today. It is today, Jason Paris. And I'm, I'm looking forward to reading the, uh, the, the, bat, the, what do you call that? The fallout, the backlash is going to come from the NRL because Abdo isn't happy about that. But my moment on Saturday night was the first 20 minutes when Tor Harris, uh, look, I wasn't picking him to play, came back out. He played 80 minutes, toiled away in the middle of the park again. And uh, he put that pass on to Fenua Blake again, you know, where they went back to the middle. That set of six, if you get a chance to go and watch it, that that one set of six where they score their try, if the Warriors can put that together in good ball over 80 minutes every time they go down into any team in this competition's half, they will score nine times out of ten. But um, that moment for me was just seeing that set of six play out and go, look, because I thought that's in my mind, when I was watching that game, I was thinking, they can do that to any of those teams. That, that was that scary. That was their best set. Unfortunately, after 20, that was it. They never they never did it again. No, I didn't get the opportunity. What about you, Iz? Uh, the moment I'm going to go to is they were down 14-6, and they've just had uh, Dimitrik uh, get sent off, and they were down to 12 men, and they were under the pump. And they had 10 minutes to go, and... They got to the last tackle, and Sean Johnson gets the ball, and he bangs off his right, and he makes a wee break. 
and he makes a wee break, and then he gets down to the line, he grubbers it into the end goal, and then he chases the ball and he tackles the guy on the end goal. And then they get a, a repeat of six. They obviously didn't execute and uh, after that repeat six because obviously they gave the ball back when Sean Johnson grabbed it through and Nathan Cleary uh, picked up the scraps. But for me, that would probably be a, a big moment that could have changed the game. They gave themselves an opportunity to get down there, put the pressure back on them. Sean Johnson took it on his shoulders and tried to get them in the right position. I thought that was a big, big moment. Um, there was plenty of other moments in there, but I think that one really stood out for me, that this is a team that will never give up right to the end. When they're down by, they lost one man, they're down by a man, and they go still down fighting. So that was a big moment for me. Obviously it didn't come off in the end, but a moment where they showed their guts and determination. And, and that exact moment where he's jumped off his right foot and went through the line was the old Sean Johnson we'd love to see. You know what I mean? Yep. So he accelerated when he went through. It, got, it gave me a fright, and I was commentating it. I was like, yeah. whoa, yeah, that's that's what we used to see. Well, saying. the old team would have just kicked it, wouldn't they, Kempe? Yeah. You know, 10 minutes ago, we'll get down, we'll relieve the pressure, everyone's a bit tired, we'll go kick it. But nah, SJ just bangs off his right, goes down and gives him another repeat six. So yeah, which that be- gives me hope. Yeah, begs the question, do the Warriors re-sign him for another year? And do you reckon this Tigers Raiders interest is legit, or do you reckon it's just an agent doing a real good job? Wow, agent's doing a great job. All, of the, all of the above. doing a great job, <laughs> just really extending his his credentials, his pay packets, just going on the rise. His well, bank the balance. Tigers are off. Tigers are offering me this. Well, Warriors, you're going to have to come to this. I want to stay, but if you don't come to the party, I'll move my family. I don't, I can't see him going, Ricardo Kimpi. I can't see him going because. You know, this is his home. He's just about to have a second kid. He is at the... He is a warrior. You know, he's a warrior. Went to the Sharks, had a little crack there. But he is a warrior. I'd love to see him stay. But very smart from his agent. Oh, look, and I think what you've got to do too is read between the lines. Is there a halfback at the moment that's been put in there um, with Tamari Martin out? And, and the answer is no. So do you let Sean Johnson go? Well, you've got Tamari Martin in the team. Are we saying that we've got... How long, how long till Tamari back, Kempe? Uh, he said when we spoke to him on running it straight a couple of Wednesdays ago, he said he was out for six six to eight weeks. The only problem with it is you don't know because you've got a plate in it. So has it has it uh, a screw? You know, as I know myself because I've had them in my arms, um, been screwed into a nerve, and you just don't really know. You don't know, indeed. Uh, there you go. Grain Corp feeds your trusted partner for high quality dry and liquid dairy feed options, supplying farmers nationwide. We'll just wait for the news about the Blues offering Sean Johnson something so he can stay in Auckland. They love a league player. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with Smithy <laughs> after this. Run, don't walk. The massive Chemist Warehouse Mother's Day fragrance sale ends this week. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, welcome back. Ken, you coming down, are you? You coming down? Well, a couple of years' time, mate, we'll have the best stadium in New Zealand. But for now, yes, we will have the scaffold. The scaffold, scaffold scrapyard. It is called the dungeon, and no one loves coming down here to play in the cold. So good luck to you and your Blues Army. There'll be about, what, five of you? Six of you? Hey, hey, Ken? Anyway, love it. Great. I look forward to seeing you, Ken. If you see me, mate, make sure you yell out. I'd love to meet you. Uh, you'll be wearing your one-eyed patch just like myself. We're going to head over to Hawks Bay and catch up with Smithy. Smithy, how you doing? It's sort of uh, a day here, so to start the week, uh, just watching um, a little bit of PGA golf as we get ready for the show. So, yeah, very busy show today. We're going to talk to uh, Mark Hinton uh, about the weekend of rugby. <laughs> We'll talk to Steve Davis about uh, the inductees into the New Zealand Racing Hall of Fame last night. 
uh, at a nice yes. function. So we'll talk to him about that. David Dome is, of course, the uh, Wellington Phoenix general manager. Now that uh, they're out of this year's A-League after their loss to Adelaide 2-0. Uh, talk to David. Uh, Greg Alexander coming to us after uh, 11 o'clock on a panel with Mark Watson and Graham Beasley and plenty to talk about a visit to the sports desk. Uh, imagine there'll be some comment about refereeing over the weekend. I see. Um, <laughs> are you, are you getting caught through. up in it? Are you getting caught up in oh. it, Smithy? Oh, look, it frustrates me. It really does. I mean, you know, I, I, watch, the, I watch the Warriors game in the pub and, you know, all of and that's a unanimous in our pub. <laughs> what was going on? But oh, they get people do just get so frustrated with it. So uh, we'll we'll have uh, some comment and talk about that. I'm sure in the next three hours. What what, it, what do you reckon is going to happen to Jason Paris, the uh, one NZCO? I think Abdo's come out and had his uh, a lot, slight little comment on it. People have been saying it for years, uh, just not publicly. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what will happen to him. Whether uh, his his board give him a rap over the knuckles, or whether you know want to take it any further, I don't know. But I think they're just best to, to let uh, sleeping dogs lie, because he probably could be had to. He's probably got the money. He could build a decent case. I'd be thinking. <laughs> Beautiful, Smithy. A big show for you, no doubt. Have a good day, mate. Great to hear your voice. In Hope Hawks Bay, people are doing okay. I look forward to getting back there one day and catching up with all my whanau mate so uh, have a good day have a good show and uh, everyone out there thank you so much for tuning in we appreciate your support remember tomorrow we'll be giving away another prize pack Mother's Day prize pack courtesy of the Chemist Warehouse One, well done to all our winners we'll be back tomorrow take care